now the coffee break hour with Jason and Will. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Good Anime Palette Podcast. Earlier, you just heard Will's sensual tones about us taking a coffee break, but we are here to give you episode number 35. I am your co-host, Philosophical Jason, and next to me is my co-host, as usual and always, the thinking man, Will. Funny you call me the thinking man. I was actually calling. I was actually thinking if you ever had like a, a wrestling debut, you'd be called Jason the Overthinker. Feng. No, no, no. They they call me a fantastic Kung Feng. Oh God, Dad. They 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 uh, Feng Meister. I'm not sure. I'll be Willy Wonka then, right? <laughs> oh, dude, with the cane. Yeah, there you go, buddy. So, are you even? Actually, no. You should be allowed canes. You get props in WWE anyway. Yeah, and as long as it breaks, but like not like fatally. So it would have to be made out of like plexiglass or like you know like they use that really compressed like sugar like yeah. they use in props to be able to smash but realistically like portray like glass sugar equals candy which equals willy wonka i actually wonder if those kind of props actually taste any good i would like to get some of those hollywood props actually i did but uh, you know be. those glass that they break it's yeah. actually like candy kind that's yeah. transparent i i i took a bite out of one before but it, just, it was just pure sugar right or is there actually any it other? It tastes ar- fucking disgusting. Right. Okay. Like, obviously, it's because it looks, so taste doesn't matter. So they don't really do anything about the taste. So when you taste it, it's just this gross. It's like more just used for like its its structure, right? Its structural integrity. Yeah, and shininess, I guess. So wow, hey. we're talking a lot of IRL stuff, right? We're straying further and further away from you know the, the original purpose of uh, this this podcast, just talking talking about two D anime and uh, and manga. That's with, correct. With, with the occasional 3D anime. But um, we got some heavy, heavy news for you guys this episode, and also a very interesting topic that we're going to cover in our main discussion. But yeah. first, um, as always, the reading and watching list. Yeah, except uh, Will. This time around, uh, yeah. Uh, nothing, nothing from me. Uh, I've just been too fucking busy to read or watch anything. All the stuff that I've read and watched, I pretty much did, like, Three four weeks ago, in preparation for all the upcoming episodes that we recover, uh, we record. I have watched one or two anime movies, um, but you know those would be uh, left off the air until uh, well in due time. Really, I think the next two weeks when we uh, set up our stuff for the finale, episode number thirty six, I will have to do a bunch of like last minute binging just to make sure I cover everything, namely. Ranking of Kings, I need to finish that shit. So well, you got two weeks, and maybe Odd Taxi. I'm not sure, but Ranking of Kings, I think is. I, I think Odd Taxi you can watch for next season. Yeah, but uh, if you already started watching Ranking of Kings like two three months ago, then I'm sure that you've got you know you got two two weeks to to, to finish up. Yep. Let uh, me know your thoughts on the opening for um, part two. Okay, I will. Uh, so I have been reading and watching one thing each so uh i watched an anime that premiered in summer 2019 produced by ladus which i i guess is a studio that you don't really hear a lot about you see but it's like i i can't name an anime that i've watched that was produced by ladus i think they also do a lot of third party like outsourcing work but hey they created an anime in summer 2019 it is oh maidens in your savage garden which is based on the manga of the same name by now imoto who did the art, and Mari Okada, who did the story. It's on my anime list of with a score of 7.38. And uh, 
manga is finished and it is published by Kodansha Comics USA. So you can read it in its entirety and also watch the first season and I guess the only season. Uh, it's a really good show that is basically about a literary club that consists of all female high school girls and learning about the birds and the bees, like coming of age tale kind of thing. And how each of the girls had to, you know, go through various stages of realization of what, you know, sex is. To the point where there is a segment within the anime that they have to say sex, but they can't say sex. So then they end up saying, let's call it S-E-Batsu. So X-E-Cross. Uh, and it's not every day where the first eight minutes of the first episode a main character walks in on another character masturbating. So it's kind of weird, but it's a really good show. It, uh, yeah, I know, right? Will, you got that look on your face. It was a really funny scene, to be honest. But, um, yeah, the show is... You sure this is an anime? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know, right? It's pretty crazy. Uh, Swear to Kami-sama that this is absolutely 100% a free-to-air, completely fine anime to watch. I mean, maybe because I have watched a lot of anime and manga now, so I see even everything in real life as 2D. So it's it, it's possible. I don't know. But the show is very solid. They do talk about very emotional and dramatic arcs that these girls go through to try to sort of understand what sex is because they read all these literary works that alludes to sex a lot. And uh, it's a very heartwarming show towards the end, wholesome. And um, I'm probably going to read the manga. It's a, it's a good watch, right? I mean, like for an anime that I only really heard about since you started talking about it, it's got... Over 280,000 members on my anime list. Top 700 for popularity, which is pretty phenomenal for something that I've barely heard anything about. Yeah, and for some reason, the mouse score for both the manga source and the anime is a 7.38. Ranking-wise, is different, though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. because the, the database for manga and the database for anime is different. But I think it's a very good show, for sure. It's not perfect. There are certain topics that are a bit iffy in terms of how comfortable you would be but they do sort of give a very more in-depth and relatable look at these high school girls going through these things and um it's a good show for sure and i think you guys should watch it nice easy watch yeah it's a very nice easy watch um solid like i would i didn't finish all of it yet because due to time constraints but i would probably give it an 8.5 it's 12 episodes man yeah, I'm like three episodes away. Oof. One cur. Yeah. Tough for you to finish. No, no, but I was watching other stuff, yeah. Yeah, that's. I think that's the main thing, right? Like when you're trying to stack up. Well, I mean, you're, you also spent a fair amount of time reading uh, this manga that you're about to talk about, right? Yeah. So it's kind of hard to be able to distribute the right amount of time for everything. It's like one cur here, one cur there, a couple volumes over here as well. I mean, I finished uh, Watakoi Oh yeah, you told, Yeah, you told me. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. the, the last volume came out, so it was a great... Nine out of ten, but sorry, that was a really quick sideway. Oh, side when it comes thing. to me, like finishing up my manga, it's gonna be like pretty much finishing up Tokyo Revengers, Golden Kamui. That one's gonna take quite a while. Um, when uh, when when Jojo Leon uh is actually if it's if it's accessible on the Shonen Jump app, then I'll probably start reading that too. But um, yeah, once I start reading a manga, uh, probably will disappear for a couple weeks. Yeah, because I because I get into it. It's like it, it's not so much that's like. I, I can't watch anime and read manga at the same time. It's more just 
it's it's that kind of binge nature where if something is really completed and you have everything accessible at your fingertips, you kind of just want to go with it and finish everything. I mean, is, I, yeah. I did that, and then you did that with Domestic Girlfriend and One Piece, right? So I understand because oh, I— Oh, dude, One Piece is a whole different Yeah, piece, man. man. Oh, a, my God. A I thousand rem- chapters. I remember you chronicling that while you were like, oh, I can read so many chapters at work during lunch break. And I was just like, oh, my God. Well, th- this has consumed you. Yeah. I mean, there was also a period when I rewatched every single episode, non-filler episode of Naruto and Shippuden. It was it was a wonderful time. I don't know if I'm going to do that for Bleach, though, especially with, like, the new season coming up, the brand new season coming up in fall. Uh, that's going to be a, a bit of a different ask because I'm incredibly far behind from it. But I know that from where I left off up until the point of when the new anime releases... Everything in between just sounds incredibly boring and stupid that it doesn't really resonate with me. So I'm probably not going to finish up Bleach. But hey, look, Bleach fans rejoice. You only have a couple months before some new Bleach content comes out. And if it really does rock the world, I then I'll, I might check it out. I mean, Burn to the, be Wh- fair, though, Burn the like, Witch was all right. And the poster for the new Bleach season looks pretty sick. As like, shown like, as, as it is, it looks pretty neat yeah orange and black background it's I always think. it's always orange and black is always a good composition together yeah because it's like with, halloween with colors yeah actually yeah it comes out in fall so i don't know if it like falls in october or september but either way um yeah if, if you're into bleach and you're still like caught up let us know how you feel about it i'm i'm very indifferent about bleach so in conclusion oh maidens in your savage garden is really good uh, I gave it an 8.5 probably, and depending on how it ends, I'll give it an 8 or a 9. So you really need to like finish up the last three to actually give it like a conclusive mal score. I mean, that's how I yeah, do right? things, so yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, but at the moment, it's it's an 8.5. Just depends on which way it trends on the last three episodes. Yeah, and I definitely will finish the manga at some point because I have like My Little Monster and uh, like Shoujo series number 562 to finish, so... Yeah, I have a lot. But it's pretty nuts that I'm the one that introduced Melon Monster to you, and you're the one that's actually way more ahead of me in terms of the manga. I need to get around to read. Oh, there's just so much to fucking read, but no time. But, Will, can I transport you back to episode number 24, our season two finale, where we had an award of shows that we should be watching or we should have watched or read. And you gave Boys Run the Riot oh, the winner? Yeah, the, the the slept on manga that I wish that I wished I had the time to read and I really should have, but over the last season, um, yeah, I, I just had no time still, and I haven't gotten round to it. But you have, yes. Yeah, so I have read the four volume Boys Run the Riot manga. It is by Keto Gaku, and has a mouse score of eight point oh three. You can now wa- read it all in its entirety, published in English by Kodansha. The topic that Boys Run the Riot is about is very, very heavy. It talks about gender identity, transgender, transphobia, but also talks about being excluded, being inclusive, and that kind of identity, whether it is about your sexual identity or even about your hobby and identifying with your hobby, which is kind of crazy because at the same time, Watakoi kind of deals with that but in a more playful office life way of otaku's not trying to reveal how nerdy they are basically how weebish they are but i gave boys run the riot a 10 out of 10 it's i finished it 
in a matter of three and a half hours from beginning to end. And it was heavy, heavy stuff. And it deals with a cast of characters who wants to create a hip-hop brand. And graffiti's involved, which, by the way, the art looks fantastic. Everything about the series is fantastic from beginning to end, except the ending is kind of whatever. They, I, I, I kind of got the feeling that they kind of ran out of ideas and there's like, oh, it's just, we just got to end it now. But needless to say that this is probably one of the best mangas I've read this year, even though it's only been five months. But yes, uh, it's really, really good. Right. And you read it just in time. So be, it's a, it, it may feature again before season's end. Look, I'm just going to say right now. So goodbye, Ari, and look back are two one shots that, Will and I both adore, and it's going to be the winner or runner-up. The other one is going to be Boys Run the Riot. So at this point, for me, I have to figure out which one is first and which one is second. Why well, did you have to figure it out? Don't you just always have three or four awards for per category anyway? You usually have like three or four runners-ups, and then you just have to flip-flop between two to say which one's the actual winner. But then you just say both of the winners, but if I had to pick one, then yada, yada, yada. Yeah, except I have eight runner-ups this time. Yeah, see? What's different now, Jason? So I even asked Will, like, off-air, like, hey, can I split the best manga with best fun manga? Hey, man, it's our podcast, our rules, do what you want, but, you know, with some restraint. Don't, yeah. don't all of a sudden be like, okay, well, that's the case then. Uh, we, well, the winner of the best anime of the Slice of Life category and of the Edgelord category, it's like, don't do not do that. <laughs> let's, let's, we actually actually have, do- let's actually have a little bit of, like, a, you know, restraint when it comes to dishing out the awards except we do have an edgelord and we do have a fluffy award so yeah but but that's the actual categories i'm not saying like go ahead and all of a sudden like splice one specific award into like eight five different like subcategories no i get you i get you right so i'll meet you halfway we'll figure something out meet me halfway no 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 come more <laughs> to my side halfway means you still have four awards <laughs> that's too yeah. much to each yeah that's so too much <laughs> all right anyways Boys Run the Riot's really good. You should read it if you have the opportunity. All four volumes from beginning to end is complete by Kodansha. So now we go into our news. Actually, since you updated it, I actually had a quick look at the the score. It's actually jumped up by 0.01, which is enough to bring it up 10 spots on the uh, ranking on my anime list. So it's rank 621. Yeah. From a steady 631. So, hey, look. Hey, look what you've done. After you've posted and talked about it, now it's no, going no, no. to it's gonna it's gonna skyrocket. When I gave it ten out of ten, that's when they were like, "Oh shit, Jason, Jason from the GAP uh, podcast gave it a ten out of ten. We got to bump it up." To 0. be fair, 0. with with just over seven thousand members, hey, your vote counts. Your vote actually managed to no, swing. No, your vote always matters, guys. Go vote. Uh, anyways, let's go to our news, okay? <laughs> Let's go to our news, yeah? Good thing we don't live in America. I don't have to talk about voting and all don't, that. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, that's a that's a touchy subject. Yeah, let's, let's go into some more wholesome, uh, but also, what the fuck just happened in anime news updates? So um... We only have several news stories, but each of these news stories are actually quite huge. So, both of these news stories that we're going to talk about... How do we go from several to both? No, because it should be just a couple then, right? Because we do actually have a third bit of news, but it's like in, in 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 comparison to the other two, it's kind of just like, why do we even want to talk about it? 
these two news stories that are very, very important and impactful have to do with manga. So you guys might be thinking, hey, Jason, why do you give a fuck about manga? It's a good anime pop oh, podcast. This, this, is, this is different. This time this is actually different because the repercussions of this these two news updates actually have a huge potential change to the future anime landscape. No joke. Okay. So let's start with the first one, which is uh, in regards to Land of Illustrious. Land of Illustrious is a very, very well-known manga series that has 11 volumes before the manga cause she went on hiatus and her reasoning is because she just got a ps5 and she needs to play elden ring so peace out no joke that's what she said on her twitter page this uh manga series i gave a 10 out of 10 i read up till volume 11 and it's also a very well-known anime produced by studio orange who did b stars among many other shows lana lustrous was really good the anime Will you agree? Yeah, it's decent. It's it's just de- no, it's, it's it's fantastic. It's really really good. It's good animation sequences. The art's fantastic, and as far as three D anime goes, it's not like a theatrical release, like high standards. Um, but that anime came out in two thousand seventeen, like five years ago. So the big news now then is she finished playing Elden Ring, so now she's out of hiatus and then back to work. So. We, we we should be expecting new chapters of Land of the Lustrous manga coming out. Maybe not soon. Uh, maybe later on in the coming year or maybe even like 2023 beyond no, that. No. Um, no. Afternoon manga, which is where the serialization is announced on Twitter. Hey, our next volume, our next release is going to feature uh, Land of Lustrous again. Their next monthly release. So, yeah. Get Lustrous re- fans rejoice. It's Oseki fun- no Kuni is coming back. It's funny because a lot of people, when they heard that the hiatus was first happening, they're like, oh, thank God. And then now the hiatus is over. They're like, oh, thank God. Oh, God. Oh, no. Because everyone suffers in that manga. But it's really well, it's really well made, well written, and everything's great. I do wonder how quickly people are going to be starting to read up on Lad Lustrous, though, because I feel that a fair amount of the people who are waiting for the manga to come back to, to come back to life are also ones who are just binging and slaving away playing Elden Ring as well. Like, people have not stopped talking about Elden Ring. I, I, I want to play it, but I don't. I mean, as much as I want to, it's a time sink, man. Yeah, it is. Like, when you already play enough of those kinds of, you know, RPGs and you have to min-max a lot of things and then, like, they decide to upscale difficulty to make you, like, really truly spend every aching hour in perfecting techniques and strategies to beat one boss and then there's, like, 500 more beyond that and then there's, like, secret doors and traps and passages and you have to revisit areas. Like, from software... Those people are fucking evil. Evil in the sense that, man, they want to punish us, but they're gods because, man, they delivered a game that people really, really, really enjoy playing. Best game of the year so far, apparently. So, Will, what is our second manga bombshell story? Uh, Elden Ring is getting an anime adaptation. <laughs> Fuck no. Don't say that. Don't. 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 If no. it did, actually. I wonder if he... I won't be surprised, but no. No. It, that's... it may get a manga. It may. It may. It may. But that's not. But the that's news. not what it is. Um, so, out from the wild, uh, which is Twitter, um, a uh, a pretty um, maybe uh, maybe y'all, y'all heard of this guy. His name is uh, Yoshihiro Togashi. Uh, he wrote a, a little manga series called uh, Hunter X Hunter. Uh, been running for twenty odd years. 
had an anime adaptation back in 2011, which ran for three years, a 62-episode revamp of the original uh, release, which came out in the early 2000s. Uh, I forgot who did the first uh, iteration, but the second one was done by Madhouse. And holy hell, that was a really fun time. But since 2017, no, 2018, uh, Togashi had really, really serious chronic back issues, which restricted his ability to draw. Uh, and so therefore, he had to uh, unfortunately put his manga on hold um, for, well, five years since so, 2007. No, for four years since 2018. So for me personally, I really like Hunter x Hunter, but I never watched the anime. I always read the manga growing up. And it was very apparent to everyone that as you go further on into the story, the art goes to basically non-existent to the point where it looks like scribbles. And it is very heartbreaking to see that a lot of my friends at the time were like, well, this looks like shit. Controversial. I think the art still looks a bit better than Demon Slayer's art. Ugh. Ugh. Call it a hot take, but I don't vibe with the Demon Slayer manga at all. I did, but... but, but look, uh, you want to talk about scribbles. Ugh. But hey, look, like great story. So yeah. why, uh, why mention Hunter x Hunter, Will? I mean, no, nothing's going to happen, Twitter right? Twitter is wild. Like... It's um, if you ever need news, you don't need to go on CNN or NBC or BBC or whatever like local news network you have. Don't read the papers. Don't look on Yahoo.com if people still use Yahoo. In Japan, they do. Yeah, it's crazy, actually. There's a lot of Yahoo shops and stores all over Japan. Pretty nuts. Um, but no, a lot of people would use your trusted news source, Twitter. Uh, so Twitter all of a sudden had this little pop-up um, from a user that claimed to be uh, Togashi. And uh, there were just, just three simple, three very straightforward uh, posts, all of a little, um, little drawing board and different numbers that are written in the corner of each board and then signed off, and then that was it. And everyone just went fucking wild. Like, what is this, what's this cryptic message? Why, why is Togashi all of a sudden on Twitter? Oh, my God, is this the real Togashi? Is this just, like, some sort of, like, weird, like, fan account? Maybe it's, like, this is just fake news. This is all fake news, right? Uh, there was one sentence that was written for the, fir the latest tweet, which said, four more chapters for now. So, uh, long story short, there is now rumors that Hunter x Hunter is... Back from the dead. Yeah. So, um, Hunter Hunter fans rejoice. We don't know for sure, but it's very likely that they're teasing the revival of Hunter x Hunter, guys. So, whoever the chiropractor is, whoever, whatever remedies Takashi's been using, whether it's like acupuncture, some crazy stem cell research, or whatever fucking medical innovations. He managed to come upon to be able to fix his back problems. Hopefully it sticks because uh, Hunter Hunter fans have been waiting a long, long time. It's one of those running memes and gags, right, throughout, like, the past couple of years where they're just like, hey, yeah, hello, hey, Hunter, oh, Devil's a part-timer got a second season. So, yeah, it's Hunter x Hunter turn. Oh, it's no game, no life turn. Uh, okay. And everything got, you know, everything's back, right? Actually, like, like how long was the wait for Shaman King, like? Almost two decades, right? Yeah, wait, wait, a lot. A and lot. then, like, in fall, you got Urusei Yatsura coming out as well, and that was, like, a 30-year wait. Exactly. So everything's coming back. 
uh, Jojo came back, kind of, right? Um, kind of. Like, it, it's hard to say if it came back because all the stuff had been released for like 35 years. So you would expect stuff to, you know, trickle down and actually get adapted. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if parts seven, part eight got adapted. But when that will be, it depends on how long it takes for Netflix and Deeper Productions to release the other parts of, yeah, the other, yeah, the other quote-unquote seasons of, of, of part six. Look, I'm still waiting for Monogatari, please, Studio Shaft. It's finished. It's completely finished. What yeah, you're asking for is just the bonus material. Except the bonus material what, is like... Off-season, monster season? Yeah, there are like 18 light novels. Yeah. Yeah, those will come over the course of... Oof. I'll probably have kids by then. Not sure if I'm going to introduce my kids to Monogatari. Who says you don't have kids now? Boom! Okay. Uh, <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, so therefore, that is... Our Bring t- on our next guest, Murray Povich, to prove that I am not the father. Uh, okay, so yeah, back onto the tweet, right? So there were a lot of rumors swirling. Oh, it's going to be coming back. Oh, this is the real Takashi. But it was also like, this is Twitter, right? Twitter is a wild place. It's never like that straightforward to say whether this is you know for real or if it's fake news. Until the... Um, the artist for One Punch Man, uh, Yusuke Murata, came on Twitter himself and said, nah, this is for real. This is the real Togashi. Yeah, because your Togashi's Twitter handle is, I repeat, at capital UN4V5S8BGS capital VK9 capital XP. It's a, it's, it's a CAPTCHA, basically. It's to prove that you're not an Android. Right. That's literally what it is. But, hey... Um, Oh, actually, maybe Takashi is an Android now. That well, if if you're an Android, you don't have to fix your back anymore. Yeah. So where's the real Takashi? Or do we care? Do we just want more Hunter Hunter? What's more important at this stage? Okay, so I'll I'll be frank. I did not read beyond a certain arc. I think we talked about it off air, Will. So I know that the manga story has progressed a lot further. Oh mm, not 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 quite true. Really? Uh, it's because of the fact that there were like sporadic hiatuses between the end of the anime and then the 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 the, the unfortunate hiatus of the manga and releases not only were like sporadic it was also just like you would have one chapter here and then maybe a year later you have another chapter and it started getting even slower and slower and slower so even though the manga still released 4 years after the end of the anime, which is the new one done by the the, the quote unquote new one done by uh, Madhouse, there weren't that many chapters that went beyond the story. So yeah, you if if you're caught up with the anime, you're probably only one arc behind, or maybe you're you're actually in the same arc because they just finished the um, the unnamed arc because they don't want to spoil, and then whatever happens in the manga is. Only just like I think like a handful of chapters beyond that, so you're really not that far behind. Okay. Though I will say that uh, if if correct, if the arc you're on uh, is the one that we talked about and you haven't gone past it yet, um, just just watch the anime or read it. It's it's really really fucking good. The arc after that though was kind of shit. All right. So therefore, we can expect. Uh, the manga for Black Lagoon, right? It's it's back already. Oh, it is. It's already been off hiatus for a couple months now. Holy shit! Everything has yeah, come back. Ray Hiura has been working on Black Lagoon for for a while now. 
balance has been restored, ladies and gentlemen. Humanity has been saved. What else is on hiatus? Right? Oh, Vagabond, I suppose. But like, ooh, yeah. like oh, real has come back. But, uh, uh, but I remember, like, because he did Vagabond, right? Yeah, he said. But at the same time, he's like, at the moment, like, real is his focus. And the reason why he didn't want to continue Vagabond is because there's just really not much more of a story for him to continue, or he just didn't really have much more motivation to continue the story of Vagabond. Again, it's, I, it's, it, I have not read a single chapter of Vagabond. I know how historic it, its place is within like the zeitgeist, but I just haven't got around to start reading it. Sidetrack, the mangas that I've been reading recently have been the most heaviest shit, like Fiera and Beyond Journey's End had four volumes out. Real, I read again, and man, it is so like heavy. And then I read Boys Run the Riot. It's just, I need some isekai bullshit harem whatever to just mellow the fuck out like world's end you can mellow to that i mean okay fine yeah like you know matt eating virus some heavy stuff but everything else after that's pretty chill you know what fuck it let's talk about our third news story why because why not okay uh a farm is the guy got greenlit for an anime adaptation yeah farming skills Okay, like I, I think obviously, of course, you know, with the weight of the two previous news stories, it's obviously going to be shed on, right? But I mean, cool, right? Something that is, uh, that that it, it's it should be decently popular, right? I don't think there's actually there's there's no English translation yet for the manga. No, there is. There is. There is because okay. I I I uh, saw it available on Bookwalker. Uh, it has an October oh, premiere right. date. You're on that rant about Bookwalker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the. Full title is I've gotten stronger when I improved my farm related skills. Yeah. That sounds boring as fuck. You're in? Yeah, of course I'm in. <laughs> I think like if you give me a straight up dry ass title for any light novel or manga and you let me know that it's gonna be adapted, I'll check it out. Why not? Some of the most boring titles, some of the most like dry ass shit like that has come out in the last five years, I've thoroughly enjoyed. It is produced by Studio A Cat. I don't even know what the fuck that is. I, I don't know. It, 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 again, it's we'll, we'll talk about it later on too. But it's like there's there's so many studios that like neither of us have heard of, and sometimes they're they're good. Sometimes they drop something, and you're like, wow, I kind of wish they didn't exist. But hey, like. I guess just wait until it gets adapted. It probably is going to be like a 7.1 or 7.2 on my enemy list. It sounds like that, but at the same time, like I've seen, you and I have seen plenty of series that have low sevens, high sixes on my on my enemy list, but their popularity is insanely high, like in the top 500s. So we could be wrong. I mean, Shikimori isn't just a cutie drop below a seven, but its popularity is shit. That's because it's boring as hell. I mean, and, and boring in the in the bad way too. I think also just that the fact that it, it came out a season after Dress Up Darling. Yeah, I, I I do think that Dress Up Darling kind of made expectations far greater than it can achieve because there is no doubt that Shikimori isn't just a cutie is better than Dress Up Darling. There's no way, but like, it's tough, honestly. So, can uh, we talk about Shield Hero though? Because goddamn. When Healer Girl is higher than Shield Hero season two. Okay, well, 
is is Healer Girl any good? Because I know you've been watching it and you like it. And I think the premise of it is also kind of interesting, too. The fact that it is like a pharmacy in this fantasy world, but the power of healing is not actually using proper medical practice. It's just fucking singing. And then somehow it heals. I have to say it's getting better for sure and the next episode looks to be even better because they're doing surgeries again so that's kind of it resonates with you doesn't it yeah it because does. you play a bard in our uh, our D campaign yeah and i also like sinful gear so there you go buddy oh man Ooh, studio a cat oh no their highest work is 6.78 okay how many works have they done though is it in like the, the is it in the double digits 16 Okay, so there's still room for them to improve. I would give them a pass at that point. Their highest uh, rated show is Battle in Five Seconds After Meeting, which aired a couple of seasons ago with a 6.78. They also did uh, Pupil Isekai, which which has a 6.26. Okay, hear me out, right? I'm Standing on a Million Lives got greenlit for a second season, and it's... Like a six point six or six point seven on my hey, list. Fi- I told you earlier, Fire Force got a third season. So yeah, yeah but Fire Force is like it's actually higher, high, rated high, not high high, but like enough. And it's also different production. It looks fantastic, but I, even I can tell that like this is very a one a very one dimensional series. I mean, you've watched Fire Force, or at least some of it, right? You've definitely watched more than I have. It's extremely pretty, but the storyline has been a bit mediocre, and I think that the later episodes improve significantly but as of right now i just dropped it right there's also like 50 something episodes because cool. it's a shonen so so let's go back to the news story what is this isekai about we actually haven't really talked much about it other than uh giving the title and that it's again greenlit and done by studio acat uh give me a sec so i can yeah, get so, the because the gist of it is it's of course an isekai but rather than focusing on like this 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 isekai heroes come up and picking up skills to become like the greatest warrior of all time, saving princesses and slaying dragons and shit. Um, they kind of go a different route and decide, you know what? Like I'm like fuck this sort like sword slinging, dragon slaying shit. I'm just gonna go full Aggie and uh, start a farm. So the manga is published in English by One Piece Books, who also did Shield Hero, the manga. And here is the synopsis. Will you ready for it? Yeah, hit me with it. Having died of sickness at the age of 39, Machio Hiraku is given the opportunity to go to another world. When asked what his wish was, by God intending to give him strength, he requests to have a healthy body. Offered a second wish, he chose to live peacefully. A third wish is to be able to know the local language, and for the final wish, to be able to be a farmer. Uh-huh. So, so, so I, I guess it's if you die from illness and get isekai, chances are that you're more on the sort of logical, smart path as opposed to being that hero which goes around and swings his dick and saves the princess. It has a mouse score of Cause, six point seven. Because that's 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 slime isekai, right? The guy. Oh, she. This is the guy. The guy dies from being stabbed. Not yeah, sickness. and he told his buddy to be like oh, destroy no. the computer. Kong Ming died from illness. And yes. then he ended up being a fucking warlord of the dance floor. Yeah. Popularity 859. So, you know. Okay. Now that's, 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 wait, the manga? Yes. The rank is 11,570, but the popularity is 859. Wow. 
6.67. Okay. So, um, just another isekai then, right? It has 165 chapters currently out. And still going. And still going. <laughs> so, like, as much as I like really dry shit, right? Like, we've I've talked about my love. Like the flaky shit? I, the, my, I, <laughs> I, I love, what do you mean, my, what do you mean flaky shit? No, 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 go, go on, go on, sorry. Wait. I don't even know what you're referencing now at this point. I was being literal. Okay. Yeah. Never mind, go on, go on, go on. What what's up with that, that with, was, with this stuff with was, this crap that was terrible it was very terrible but, but sorry oh, what were you saying well buddy buddy boy I need a moment I just need to like wow Jason why <laughs> I don't know today's episode we kind of went off the rails quite a, several times well, I mean we maybe it's the caffeine it's the caffeine right it's gonna be fun time stamping this because it's gonna be like really weird it's like how how hey, you're time stamping this one so yeah you, I am you're, I am, you're yeah. gonna have a, a field day right um no so like when I was saying about like the the really kind of like boring dry anime that I like say for example like how a realist rebuilt the kingdom right there's actually there's no personality whatsoever in this manga no it's like novel and anime series but Holy hell, like, I, I really enjoy it because sometimes I just like dry shit, right? I just like white bread, like, toasted. That's literally what Realist is. And from the sounds of it, this farming is a guy sounds like it could be in that kind of direction. Because, it, 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 look, look you, you, you watch enough fantasy is a guy or shonen where, you know, action is king, right? Your, your, your whole existence as a series is based on how captivating and how like high quality your animation is but when you're when you don't have that and you have to use another form of charm or humor or in some cases fan service to be able to entice your crew then like hey if it works it works it worked for realist it worked to an extent for bookworm i'm not actually like let's let's like i'm I'm not as hot on season three but it's just because it's more the same and it's like i like the first two seasons but after a while you kind of get bookworm fatigue so, first thing I want to say is you still need to read Accomplishments of the Duke's Daughter if you really want the thing that you like from Realist, honestly. It's a really good manga that is very dry and all about, like, creating a bank because apparently that's not a trend. Uh, they talk about taxes they talk and about inflation. Stonks. Talk about all the stonks, my dude. It t- they talk about cryptocurrencies. No, they don't. They huddle. Okay, but... um. Bookworm is an interesting title now because of our seasonal bet. It has an 8.02. We checked earlier. And our cutoff point is in two weeks' time, right? It would be first week of July, so we have, you have a month. Yeah, okay. Um, we've said this already, right? Like, there's absolutely no way that... Well, I mean, this is me saying it, too. Uh, there's absolutely no way that Bookworm drops below an 8. Like, the the universe will not allow that. I, I think it will, but... I also it think went that up zero point zero one overnight. I still think season three was it you? Were you the one that gave it a ten and you popped it up? Like, no, what, like what you did no. with Boys from the Riot. No, 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 no. <laughs> My dude, I I'm not that influential. Okay. Yeah, you also haven't finished. You 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 don't give scores and stuff. You haven't finished anyway. So yeah. Except for manga, which is on well, hold. Manga manga's different. Yeah, right? yeah. Because yeah. it's like when you when you finish a volume, it can take a while for the next one to come out. Whereas with anime, it's like when you're slated for twelve episodes, unless there's any crazy production reasons, you will be able to finish those twelve episodes or those twenty four, however many curves there are. Right? It's 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 different yeah. when it comes to reading and watching stuff. But the things that I like about Bookworm season one and two 
is still somewhat present in season three, but the direction that they're going towards, I don't like because that's not what I like from Bookworm Isekai. Right. That that that's really it. I mean, how active have you been in terms of like watching it as a seasonal this season? I am five episodes behind. Yeah, I'm. I've only watched the first two episodes, and I think there's six or seven right now. Uh, I, I I've watched episode three. Okay, so. so I'm definitely yeah, I'm definitely behind you. I'm also behind you on all all the other stuff, dude. I need to. Have, uh, I need to watch, you know, Render. I need to watch Pari uh, Pi Kong Mei. Uh, yeah, I need to I need to watch Kong Ming. I need to watch uh, Spy. Well, you know, I think I'm caught up with Spy. Uh, I need to watch Shadow's House. I'm going to do that before season two, which airs in the summer. Yeah, there's a, that's the other thing, right? Like, with the new season rolling up, right? And not just, you know, summer. We're also talking about fall. Because fall, there's a lot of continuations that are popping up, right? Like, Overlord's coming back. Uh, to your eternity season two is coming out. Uh, I think Overlord is in the summer. It should be no, it should be fall. Summer we got uh, part timer. Yes, we right? do. We got part timer. Um, Classroom of the Elite, uh, which I've watched six episodes out of twelve. I haven't finished the other part yet. Uh, you may be right about Overlord. You may be. Uh, actually, you probably are right about Overlord. Oh yeah, Rent about... a Girlfriend season two is in the summer. But like, Made in Abyss is happening. <sighs> two two series I do not give fucks about. To be fair, okay, Rental Group One's not bad, but I also don't really, like, jive with it. It's just like those quintessential quintuplets, that kind of thing, right? Like, if you're into that, then you are, then good for you. But You just got to give me a little bit more, man. Like, actually give me Kanjo, like, like if it's Kanjo and Kanjo. Some degeneracy? Yeah, yeah, that's why I like Domicano. I love Domicano. Uh... Overlord 4 is coming out in July. So summer. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, um... I would need to watch seasons two and three, which, thank God, it's not going to be hard because I really like Overlord. I have to say, I have no idea how our summer seasonal bet is going to go because I really don't know how to gauge how well some of these properties will be because I like Uncle Isekai because I read the manga. Oh, you've talked about it. And, like, it is genuinely like something that I would be interested in too. But like beyond that, right? Like, okay, did you, did you look up KJ File? It's literally just a series talking about kaiju. And it looks like it's going to be complete garbage. But I'm also intrigued enough to see how garbage it is. But that's the kind of standard we have uh, this season, we this upcoming season. There's not a lot of enticing, really interesting shows that we can definitively say, yeah, I'm going to binge the fuck out of that. Or I'm interested enough to talk about it in the upcoming cinema premiere. There's Call of the Night, which I read, oh, which yeah, I think that. is okay. Um Oh, there is like the common rider spinoff about the two detectives. Okay. Uh, Futo, uh, Tente. Yeah. Studio Kai. Yeah. So yeah, you've heard them before. Yeah. So uh, the 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 lowdown is essentially it could be a decent season, but I don't think it's gonna be a rock. I think it's just because of the fact it's sandwiched in between two ridiculous seasons. Like right now, this this spring stuff is. Fucking amazing. So we talked about this before. So Fall has My Hero Academia, has Spy X Family. To your eternity. To your eternity. I mean, a lot of people got off oh, of To Your Eternity. Bleach is coming Bleach back. Bleach is coming back. Like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. I, I think it's literally, we talked about it too, where it's like, it probably just goes along like Mob the, Psycho, sorry. Mob yeah. Psycho 4. Yeah. Or 3. 3. three. Golden Kamui oh, 4. If it, yeah, that's the other way around. Yeah. So I think it just coincides with like the school schedules. They would just assume that kids are. Often abroad or doing summer school, so that's why summer's dry as fuck. 
And then when they're back in school, when school's in session, drop all the fall bombs because, goddamn, there's a lot of heavy hitters coming up from October onwards. Oh, the Eminence and Shadow is coming out in October. Oh, shit. Yeah, I saw that trailer. Um, eh. No, no, because... You're, you're more hot because you've read the manga. Yeah, because that trailer is actually very meta, which is hilarious to me. Yeah. I, yeah, it... Yeah, I'm not going to say Inside why. Inside knowledge kind of stuff, right? Like, I, I haven't read it. But so. if you read the comments, you might have a sense of what's going on. But it, I I thought that trailer was perfect because it looks generic as fuck, which is absolutely the thing that they should have done. So I was very happy with it, but cautiously optimistic nonetheless. So Kagegurui twins come out in August? Oh, there's also uh, that um, Uzumaki. There's also reincarnated as a sword. Yeah, oh, that one. That one should be interesting. There's blue lock. Blue lock would definitely be I, interesting. I'm I'm kind of hesitant to talk about Uzumaki though, because as much as I love the manga, it, as we've seen with um, the Junji Ito collection, how many times have we got burned by people adapting Junji Ito stuff, like massively? I, I, I there's just some things that are just left better as text, left better as art. As a, like drawn art as opposed to animated art. Oh wow! Mobile Suit Gundam: The Witch from Mercury is in October. Yeah, so more... Arumakun third season. Jesus Christ! Holy shit! Yeah, Arumakun coming out too. More Gundam. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming up in fall. Makes sense. Yeah, so I don't know what the fuck to do for the summer seasonal bets. Like some are obvious. Like oh, okay, Rent a Girlfriend season two and Made in Abyss. Ah, oh, that hurts when I say it. But yes, like. There's those. It's going to be a weird season because what is the... there's there's just there's a lot of new stuff in there. There's not that many like new continuations. Uh, I mean outside of outside of Overlord, outside of Devil's Part-Timer, what, outside of Classroom of the Elite. What is the summer equivalent of the Winter of Discontent because that's what we're going to have to use. Uh well, we'll have to figure out a title for that. Um we can talk about that during our break. Yeah, uh, we kind of went on for a bit. But... Well, I mean, it's also just the fact that, like, not that many news, but the news we wanted to talk about were real heavy hitters. And it's also just nice to catch up and just see, like, what's going on with the current season, what to expect for the future seasons without going that deep into it. Yeah, because believe it or not, listeners, July, the first week of July is when the first anime for summer premieres. So, yeah, by the time you're listening to this episode, we're only four weeks away from summer. That's insane. Like, didn't we have this thing where, oh, yeah, we'll it was figure it out. It was literally just like, it felt like yesterday when Jason and I was like, yo, Spy X is dropping in five minutes. Get on Discord right now. We're going to watch this shit, and we're going to enjoy it. And that was like two months ago. And then all of a sudden, we're halfway through the season. That's oh, crazy, dude. Like, time flies sometimes when, you, when you're not noticing. But... Yeah. Discord session uh, part timer drops. Fuck yeah, you know it. Yeah, it's gonna... I, actually, okay. Before, okay, yep. before we go on a break, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. looked up the the part timer mal stats just to see how it is. I didn't realize how low the stats were. The manga is very popular though. It is, but the but the anime is a, is a it's like a seven point five seven point six. But what about the popularity? That's the thing. But at the same time, it's like I would have thought it'd be higher because I didn't really have any complaints about it. I thought it was a solid eight show. I mean, seven point seven eight for the first season is not bad. To true, be true, true, true. But I think isn't that popularity sixty seven? Holy shit! Yeah, but I, I, I mean, like maybe it's just me. Maybe I thought it would be at least an eight because I gave it an eight. But hey, like you said, a seven seven is still decent. Uh, will do. Will come. 
What? Come over here. No, I can't because then my microphone's away from me. I, I want it so then you don't yell at me. Uh, I have it on record that I gave the first season of Devil's a Part-Timer a six. I have not changed it since. Here, here it is. I gave it a six. I, I didn't alter anything. I gave it a six. Who are you? Again, this is just you, right? Like, I don't know. I'm not trolling. I legit I was, like, just going to check it. And I was just like, look, at, look what my score I gave. And I gave it a six. Where were you in your life? Where, where, when did you watch that season, actually? I actually don't. Oh, oh, oh I, watched, I, I can record. I, I watched this one three years ago. Two or three years ago. They, they should have the history. Hold on, hold on. That's why Mal is great, because they actually logged the time and the place. Oh yeah, what was your location? Where were you in the world? Oh no, they don't do that. But were you I, were you in Melbourne at the time? I was probably in Melbourne. Were you in cold ass Boston? 2012. It was the end of the world, apparently. Oh, yeah, man, the world should have ended so many times. I'm not saying it should. I'm just saying that, like, with all these crazy conspiracy theories, it seems like the world like, died over and over and over. Okay, for some reason it's not loading. Okay, anyways, um. I need to reassess my life, I guess, because I am genuinely excited for the second season. So I don't know why I gave it a six at the time. Hey, it, it, there, there could be a, a multitude of different things. Maybe back then you thought six was a good score. And then over time, you've become a more hardened man and realize that six is a, a barren wasteland of forgotten properties. You might say really six not... is mid, my guy. It's, it's No, it's not. It's not, not it's, uh, five is mid. Technically, yes, that's correct. It's, yeah, right. Like if we're going to go by half ten. <laughs> All right, we have gone on for quite some time. This is going to be fun time stamping and try to figure out how to split this. But we you will just say this is just general gibberish. Hey, but uh, 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 this actually sounds more like a BP now. Yeah, so. but but it's a genuine good conversation, right? And I think this is around that time where we had to expect the season to end and the new season to start. And it's kind of this weird in-between limbo area, I mean, right? I'm excited for the upcoming season for the GAP, but I'm cautiously like excited for what's to come for summer. 2022 so um should we just leave it at that yeah let's just leave it at that so we will take a break and afterwards we'll get into our main discussion topic see you guys catch you later We are back with the second half of today's episode of the Good Anime Palette Podcast. Episode 35 is still in session. Uh, I'm recovering from the uh, the shocking news that uh, there was once a time that uh, Jason had managed to go to an IHOP and eat 18 pancakes on his own, which is fucking ridiculous. Um, I'm still reeling from it, by the way. It was three in the morning, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, granted, you were also with a bunch of athletes and personal trainers, and they were dishing out and finishing up more pancakes than yeah, you. Yeah, it makes sense. They're... I finished the the least amount. Yeah. And... But when, when you're a professional athlete or, like, a student athlete, you do need to make up those calories, I suppose, on a cheat day. It's just funny because when we go to class at Purdue, there was these moments where people would just eat in the middle of class, and everyone just treated as normal because they had to find time to eat. I can't, like... That's what we're dealing with here. Like, if you are a athlete or, I guess, like, strongman or any of those, you eat pretty much, like, half the day's time is spent to eat. And you're easily walking around with, like, a gallon of water, right? Like, I've, I've seen enough, like, 
um, athletes um, when I was in college, along with like you know the people, just the, the casual gym goer carrying one of those large bottles of Kirkland's water from from Costco or Poland Spring. Poland, oh Poland Spring. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They, they, we the, had we the had good a, shit. We had Aquafina, Dasani. We had Dasani. Yeah, Dasani's I had Dasani gross, too. Though. Aquafina's worse. But they couldn't fit their water bottles in their bags. No, That's yeah, how yeah. huge they were. No, was. You, yeah. you, you just carried those large gallon plastic bottles from class to class. That's just how you needed that much water, apparently. So that is what I learned when I was at college in uh, America. Well, but that, that, that people drink water. People drink water. Yeah, lots of water. And that goes into today's topic, which is... Life lessons from anime and manga. This is actually a very interesting topic because, but whilst most of the topics we we go over are like themes, analyses, talking about like sp- certain aspects of uh, anime from like a production level, this is actually like what you can take from anime and apply it to your own life, either on the useful useful spectrum or on the opposite side where it's like. This is actually like the worst advice. Do not do this. This is purely for entertainment purposes. Please don't like go ahead and actually adapt it into your own life mantra. So what happened was there was a clip that is well known. I think it's the first Fate Stay Night by Studio Dean, I think. Yep. And in there, there was a line that Kyrio, uh, whatever his name is, I forgot. The main character. He's boring uh, as shit. He's boring as he's, shit. He's mid as fuck. He is. He's, he's beta simp motherfucker. But anyways... He had a line that he says... He is a beta simp. Yeah, Oof. dude. I told you. Anyways, he has a very infamous line that got translated as, when you kill people, they die. And that actually, that one line resonated with me so much that we decided to do this topic. Because then I kind of went off the rails and be like, did I actually learn much from anime and manga? And funny enough... Will and I actually learn some stuff that are very useful and some stuff that are extremely useless. Yeah. So there's, of course, going to be, like, some coverage of anime and manga series that are very, like, educational, very informative. Uh, Whether it's, you know, the purpose of it is to be edutainment, which is essentially educational entertainment, or it might just be one of those off-the-cuff remarks that a certain character makes and you just look back and it's like, wow, the, the depths of this person's mantra like oof mariana trench levels depth so will mentioned a word called edutainment which is a word that i did not know existed until maybe about a year ago but it comes to no surprise that uh this term edutainment is educational entertainment which applies to a broad spectrum of live action and animated stuff where the focus is not only to entertain but to educate i mean like the first like exposures to edutainment whether you knew it was edutainment or not were things like art attack like bob magic ross, magic school bus like sesame street like bob ross's like art sessions like those things were very much like educational as well as entertaining us oh my Heck. god i'm thinking about art attack oh my god that was wow. so long ago i loved art attack some of the stuff there was fucking crazy but you know that's irl stuff we're talking about bringing the 2d to the 3d i think the Probably the most well-known edutainment anime series around this time is Cells at Work. Uh, it is an anime that is about the human body, but then each cell is a person in the anime and talks about being invaded by 
diseases and how the brain works, and it's like this command center. Like it, it's literal personification, like, yeah, literal yeah. personification. And then uh, cells at work black is like the edgy version. What happens when you have cells in a heavy smoker, a heavy drinker, cancer, someone who, someone who goes through chronic bouts of depression? Then all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, COVID nineteen is happening right now. Let's do a COVID nineteen segment." So, guys, edutainment is here to stay. Also, those platelet kids are like adorable oh, as dude, fuck. They're the best in cells at work. I also really liked. Oh man, you, you and I watched. Um, I think it was the, the second episode of um, cells at work black. No, the first episode of cells at work black when they focused on the smoker's body, and then there was like that one cell that is smiling, and he's like, "How do you smile?" It's like. Yeah, it's like there's nothing else to do but smile. I'm empty, and then he dies. Fuck yeah! Oh shit! Yeah. So, uh, so <laughs> sorry if I spoiled that, by the way. But um, you should tell totally you know, like whenever you see the word black in a title, chances are it is like it's fucking extreme. Even dude. if it's biblical, let's just say. Yeah. Oh yes, that is of course the 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 the, the, the pinnacle when it comes to the emphasis of the word black in anime titles um bible black is uh, a staple amongst uh no, no don't don't watch bible black please no no, no. you you could but just you could but the, you didn't hear it from me or jason yeah you didn't hear it from either of us so right. going back to uh the topic at yeah. hand we'll, we'll go more into edutainment later on because it, there actually are quite a few series that are that fall under the edutainment tag but we're more sort of maybe going a little bit more generalist first right so how this episode is going to work or relates to the main discussion topic is going to work is we're going to talk about useful life lessons and then go through all that and then talk about useless life lessons and surprisingly there is a good amount in both categories so yeah um sit back and uh, listen to all the useful things that you can apply from anime in your life and things that you should completely you know 180 and steer clear from um so i think i think it just comes to no surprise that when it comes to certain genres one of the more like sort of like educational genres would would be sports yes yeah I mean, like, you wouldn't say that, like, sports being, like, something that you learn from, but in terms of oh, being okay. able to understand, yes, yes. like, certain aspects of a sport, you would find that a lot of these sports anime would actually go into... They, they might even spend, like, half an episode, a full episode, explaining the tactics, the jargon, the the general flow of what it means to play a certain sport. The most recent example that... I have not verified, but based off what I've heard from Will is Ayo Ashi, which goes really into the technical parts of soccer. And I feel like you learn, whether regardless of how good or bad the anime is, that kind of information is given to you in such a way that you can enjoy and digest at your own pace instead of hearing a lecture, for example, or you know, going out in the field and learning it by yourself. Another one that like I guess we you know, if, if we are gonna talk about sports anime, you can't really say anything else but but haiku kuroko no basket as well in recent memory kuroko basket a little bit different just because they throw in all the super like super like supernatural art the the, the dragon balls but but like there's it's true they do go into the fundamentals of positions of tactics of how to move a ball across the court okay slam dunk then slam dunk yes slam dunk there you go uh, I'm sure Major also goes into some real like technical baseball jargon. Ace as well. of the Diamond also goes really heavy into the mentalities of athletes and also what baseball is. So Ice Shield Twenty One 
even if it is a ridiculous representation of American football or gridiron, um, there definitely are segments where they explain to you the purpose of a specific position, reasons for running certain um, certain kinds of tactics, depending on whether you want to make a run, make a pass, run a slant, whatever it may be. Maybe do a play action. You would have, I mean, like if if you if you were asking me twenty years ago when I was watching. I showed 21 for the first time. I had no fucking clue how to play American football. But then, like, when they start explaining to you how certain runs are played, that's kind of then slowly transitioning to the point where, one, I understand what's happening in the anime. And two, I ended up actually really, like, watching the NFL, even though I'm supporting a team that's down its luck right now. There is different types of sports that... I, okay, I firmly believe that anime... And I guess to a lesser extent, manga is a medium that for some reason can be about fucking anything and still be not only fantastic and educational at the same time. Maybe you can say that about live action as well. Of course, we are biased here at the Good Anime Palette podcast. Yeah, it's not the Good IRL podcast, right? Right. But for example, like, uh, you know, if we transition from, I mean, let's talk about sports again. The whole underdog story of Haikyuu, right? That kind of adrenaline rush, the kind of like uh, underdogs beating the the champions and that kind of journey is something that not only is very entertaining and very impactful, but sometimes they really go into athletes' mindset. Now, it's really hard if you're not an athlete to know what the mindset of a person is, and obviously everyone is different. But if you can see a glimpse of it, just like you can see a glimpse of what the terms mean, why this is called a spike, why a play is... As such, very basic, but still gets you in the door, right? I had no idea what the fuck a libero was until watching Haikyuu. Like, you you, you could tell that there was, like, a different player that was, like, wearing a different uniform. And always shorter. Right. But then at the same time, it's like, I didn't know what the technical term was. I didn't know the rules they had to play by. Like, I didn't realize that they couldn't go ahead and, like, they can start attacks, but they can't, like, launch a spike. I didn't realize that they, they, there were limitations to certain positions. I also didn't realize that, you know, when you make a point, you rotate. Yeah. And you have different servers. I always thought that you had a designated server every time. Turns out you don't. If you win the point, you get to keep serving. But yes, and then afterwards you rotate. So it's it's these nuances that just by seeing the anime, you will gleam knowledge. Oh, also the, the tense points where they, at, at the end where it's like match point and they need to win by two. It's right? a deuce, it, yeah. It's, it's not like – it's not war like, – entertainment intense moment it's 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 actually how the rules are played you have to win by two clear points if both teams manage to reach that limit of match point i think also i since we're talking about sports prince of tennis i've never really watched or baby steps i think me neither but they they from what i can tell there is like this clear distinction between realism and like fantasy like kurokuno basket but nonetheless they all teach you or at least try to get you to be interested in a sport that you may not even give a shit about. Oh, dude. Okay, so as much as I used to play ping pong and, like, I've been surrounded by really good ping pong players, after watching ping pong the animation, this was just shortly before the Tokyo Olympics came through. And when it was uh, the the mixed doubles for table tennis when Japan versus China came up and the the, the male uh, player for the Japan mixed team Kind of looked like the main character from Ping Pong the Animation. Pecco? Yeah, and he was like actually like wrecking shit. Like there were points when like China took the lead, and then the final set, like China just like, capitulated, 
and Japan like took like an eight zero lead and ended up winning gold. I was just like, holy fuck! They just knocked out like the number one one ranked team globally, and it was just like a real anime moment because it's like holy fuck! Like if it wasn't for Ping Pong the animation, if it wasn't for the fact that I really enjoyed that anime, I wouldn't have really given a fuck about Ping Pong. Yeah, exactly. So sports anime has a very interesting section, uh, like a uh, you know intersection of being educational towards like the rules or how things work in the sport versus being entertaining because it's hype, because it's touching, you know, that kind of stuff. So I always think that sports is very like edutainment-ish, right? It, it, it gives you an extra layer to the appreciation of that sport. Now, does this mean that like, after watching Haikyuu, I all of a sudden am like a huge volleyball fan? No, but if it does ever come up on TV, especially when the Olympics roll up or when like, the world like volleyball championships roll up. I can at least enjoy and understand what's happening. And it also has cultural effects. I remember when Slam Dunk was either airing or, you know, being serialized, there was some study that um the, the Tokyo Sports Federation or some Japanese sports federation was like the amount of increased participation and fervor for basketball increased significantly like dude growing up in hong kong especially having a cousin that was insanely into slam dunk if you at the time went down to any basketball court down hong kong and like asked well what got you into basketball if it wasn't for the nba it was slam dunk i mean also like slam dunk not only taught us about basketball culture it also taught, taught us about drip yeah so i also have a slam dunk jersey in my possession the that shoes I wear. That he featured in Slam Dunk as well. They also, Kurokono Basket also has that arc where like, oh, I lost the shoe, but the shoe is important here. You can borrow my shoe, that kind of thing. These things that you wouldn't know, but you kind of understand when you watch the anime that is prevalent because obviously as a basketball player, you would jump a lot, move a lot and pivot turn. So your shoes needs to have the shock impact absorption needs to have, you know, non-slip, all that stuff that makes sense when you know. But you wouldn't think about that firsthand unless if you're an athlete. Right? And I remember when I first bought like a pair of, uh, okay, so I had a pair of Jordans. And then when I was in Japan, I saw this pair of Reeboks that had honeycomb technology in, in the sense that it was just an air bubble at the back of, in, in the heel of your shoe that was in the shape of a honeycomb. And it was supposed to be able to add a little bit of resistance to your feet when you jump so that you don't hurt your ankles. That shit never worked. That should never work. But hey, it, it sold me. It, it, it sold me dropping like five, six thousand yen at the time. Um, yeah, it's 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 not so much like I'm saying. I, I know that when I said that, like there's like an ed- educational element to sports anime. I don't mean that it teaches you stuff. It, what it does is that it shows you the inside scoop to a particular sport that you're watching and hopefully then it raises your level of appreciation for that sport whether you're watching it from an anime or you're actually watching it IRL it's like a primer or a catalyst that you can use to go forward to be more in depth in that sport or you just be like that's a good ass anime and the story great so it's not really forcing you one way or the other yeah. I think another very important genre when you consider life lessons is slice of life or cute girls doing cute things? You know those those two genres. Because look, the whole focus of it is on because literally the word the word life is in the title, right? And the, yeah. the genre itself is showing you a slice of life. 
like I don't give a fuck about camping, honestly. I, I really hate camping. Yeah. But Yuru Camp is fucking fantastic. I learn about locations. I learn about camping etiquettes, how to do certain things. Except <laughs> I will never do them. I I, I shit you not, right? Like, I know, I know you're going to say you, this. You, you, I've, I've told you this because I was running this with you as well. Three months ago when uh, I had a group of friends here who said they wanted to go camping. The first thing I did after watching Eurocamp was go back to a certain episode. I think it was episode three, episode four, when uh, one of the characters lays out the must-haves of any camping gear, which was like, you need a rucksack, you need a, a sleeping mat, you need to have a natural sleeping bag, you need to have a fire uh, starter. Yeah, you need fire starters, you need to have a little miniature table, you need to have toiletries, spare clothes, socks, shoes, yada, yada, yada. And I actually screenshotted that. And sent it to my friends to let them know this is the stuff you need to bring. Without it, we're not going to be camping. And they're all like, wow, this is super useful. Where'd you get this from? And I'm like, it's from a little anime called Eurocamp. Meanwhile, there's like so many like resources from like Decathlon, from uh, Columbia, from all those actual outdoor sports gear like websites and companies showing you how to pack their bags. No, no. Just, just watch Eurocamp. Why? Because it's fucking cute. It's entertaining as fuck. And... It's educational. Another kind of slice of life or dr drama series that taught me about art composition is Blue Period. My sort of academic background is very science-focused, very biomedical-related, but my mom studied apparel design and my sister studied art history, so they're very artsy. But I never quite understood, like, oh, for example, like, minimalist art, right? Like, has Baroque a, art. That has, like, a square a square and a line, and it's all of a sudden worth 100 grand. Or, like, this this portrait that is, like, seven feet tall is just white, and it's sold for 80 grand. I'm just like, the fuck is this? But Blue Period sort of tries to have you analyze art composition from different perspectives that an artist would only get a glimpse of. And through that manga i i mean i guess the tv series was okay but the manga is where it's at slightly disappointed right yeah I, I think i will finish it at some point but it's like maybe a seven or an eight but the manga is a 10 out of 10 100 and uh i definitely appreciated art way more by reading blue period because they actually tell you and teach you why certain pictures or like art certain pieces techniques right is extremely hard or important or different shades of color means different things and it really opened up my eyes so yeah i think actually running in this current season as well dance dance dancer that's a pretty yeah. good insight into the whole like sort of the, the the form and the technique that goes into ballet and and let's tie it back into sports a little bit too with dance dance dancer welcome to the ballroom is also similar in that I don't give no shits about ballroom dancing. The only thing I knew about it before Welcome to the Ballroom is Dancing with the Stars, which I give zero fucks about. But Welcome to the Ballroom not only teaches you the hardships that these ballet dancers and Dance Dance Dancer had to go through, but also how points are scored, how competition works, why certain melodies or certain dance styles are, you know, like in competition and not. So interesting stuff for sure and very compelling drama when you add that in it's just a really good anime let's not forget about uh the one of the breakouts of last season dress up darling yeah going into the whole world of cosplay and how it's actually not as simple as it is it could be very well like a series where it's just full of fan service and they don't really tell you anything but dress up darling is like you know what we have the fan service 
but we'll also tell you how it works because they could have easily like cut that out, right? And have that not be a centerpiece of that anime or manga, but they chose to, and I'm glad because I learned more about cosplaying. Yeah. So when we when we say like SOL, like slice of life, like we don't mean like every slice of life, of course, because like, it's 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 just too broad a genre. What we really mean is like, for the most part, some characters or even some series themselves do kind of focus or bring to light a hobby or like an interest of some level. So what we want to sort of highlight here is that you don't necessarily need to watch a camping show to learn about camping, but it will be entertaining as fuck if you did. So Will and I right now have gone through a lot of edutainment that focuses on giving you information, but in an anime form. But it's not just necessarily rote, raw information and knowledge that can be promoted through anime. Way of thinking, like even the philosophical parts of life can be shown in anime. And I think two series comes to mind. The first one is Aria the Animation, which I mentioned like a couple episodes back. It is really a very chilled, laid-back show that tries to promote the necessity to sometimes take a step back and just chill the fuck out, take a time, take a break. And I think that in our hustle and bustle of modern society, that is actually very important. Resting is very important. Work-life balance is very important. That COVID kind of spurred that discussion again. You can find those kind of elements in stuff like March Comes in Like a Lion as well, right? When you're going through social pressures, mental pressures, and essentially like forces that are beyond your control, knowing how to internal internalize it and also try and process those emotions in a healthier way, despite, you know, at times things being harder than they really are. I think Kay, who is the main character, right? Kay, right? The main character in March Comes in Like a Lion. His He's either Kay or Ray. Ray. His description or his kind of monologue about depression really resonated i think with a lot of people including myself i think will also watched welcome to the nhk that is touches along similar you know mental conditions and depression and social anxiety and so on so forth and it's a good show too yeah not everyone has social anxiety but to really see sort of the mindset of or the the thinking that someone who has social anxiety has is very enlightening for someone who does not go through that, you know? I mean, actually, like, there, there's there's a manga that you've read or you've mentioned before. Uh, was it Asperger Girlfriend? Uh, that is the Japanese title, but I think they made it more PC for the uh, English. It's called Atypical Girlfriend. Okay. But yes, uh, that manga is, to be honest, to a lot of people, it may not be that great. I gave it a 10 out of 10 because a lot of the trauma that people go through in that series really resonated with me to the point where it's so raw. I think I even like screenshotted some to Will. I was just like, this is some real heavy shit. Like the one where it's like, she's having like a panic attack and she's like, she needs, like, she has like her, her friend who like, goes through like a breathing technique to slowly like kind of calm their heart rate down. Yeah. I mean, I never had a panic attack, but just reading it really encapsulates the kind of dread and desperation that that female main character experiences. And I wouldn't have not gained that insight or knowledge through that. I think there is another series that everyone goes back to, which is a place further than the universe. And even like the probably the most well-known anti-tuber Gigguk said, highlighted an episode talking about it and said, because of this anime, I went out and explored because that sense of discovery, that sense of exploration propelled me to see things or just take a break 
and it was all thanks to a place further than the universe. And I really do feel that urge and that mentality when you watch it. So, did that give you the urge to want to go out and travel, though, Jason? I mean, travel to the lobby of my apartment complex. So it did, kind of. Well, when the world opens up, we'll we'll book a flight to Japan, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll start our full on two uh, D waifu. Uh, Edge Lord and the Fluff experience. <laughs> yeah, we should just call that segment Edge Lord and the Fluff. Um, so, as as we mentioned, right, it doesn't have to be like straight in your face educational. It could just be stuff that you pick up through osmosis from seeing a certain character going through an episode, going through a certain sort of trial and tribulation. Um, it, it's 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 just what you can sort of gain from a character's experience. And most of the time it's because the characters are very well written. So props to the storyboards and the writers for these particular series. There are other types of genres in anime. For example, the isekai genre is very well known for having rather dry topics. We we mentioned earlier, right? Like the the farming one, that one's going to be dry as hell, but I'm sure you're going to learn a lot about agriculture. Uh a, oh, a silver spoon. Yeah. yeah, silver spoon for farming. Uh, it's a, not an isekai, but it is a farming one. Yeah, it's a slice of life, right? Yeah. And you learn about, in realist, I'm sure you learn about, like, taxes. Uh, I think Black Company. Make you Black Company is a little bit more sort of, like, comedic on that point, but it does talk about supply chain. It does talk about, like, like labor laws. Occupational law- safety hazards stuff. Labor laws and all that, yeah. Uh, so Unions. Yeah, so it's not just necessarily rote information is what will and i are trying to tell you it's also attitudes philosophy of life or way of living as well i think yeah we were talking like virtues philosophies ways of thinking like there's a lot um within anime and manga like that you you can't look further than you know the bond of friendship the meaning of family that kind of sappy shit aka shonen right stuff yeah i i have i mean i will mention this at some point in the future uh tengen Topengurin Lagen really pulled me out of a really dark place that I was having mentally. And that kind of mentality of you can do anything that you set your mind to. Oh, just drill. Just punch. Like, we're talking about Jotaro, right? Just punch it. Just punch the fucking thing until it breaks. Just fucking do it. And it's hype as fuck and it's awesome. And it really motivated me to snap out of whatever I was feeling at the time. So that's why I put TTGL really high up on my list not because it's a great anime but personally it meant a lot to me so you know general good like like feel good inspirational moments it, it in essence is educational too because it shows you like a new way of life it shows you a new way of thinking and it, it, it puts things in a different perspective that naturally you might not have gone to in the first place which i think is like the kind of emotions you're going through when watching gurren lagan so we talked about a lot of animes and mangas and how they taught us about a lot of things in regards to life in general but through watching a lot of anime and and reading a lot of manga personally i've learned a lot of things and revelations that to me are quite useful at least mostly within the realms of anime and manga or stuff that's around it as well not necessarily a specific anime or manga so uh, i mentioned it earlier but I really do believe that anime manga has this thing where it can be about fucking anything and it should not be a, you know, a barrier towards, oh, I won't check it out because fucking, again, Yuru Camp, right? I don't give a fuck no about camp, but Yuru Camp is fucking awesome. 
You know, I think like, of course, there's going to be a natural bias towards the 2D over the 3D, right? Like we, we will always sort of go and gravitate towards anime and manga as opposed to talking about stuff in real life. So live actions and documentaries and stuff. Of course, there's going to be a lot of educational stuff there. But there just seems to be like that air of creativity that you can see in anime and manga, which allows for you to not only be educated, but it just makes the entertainment that a little bit more personal. Right, because the directors and the creators go through the lengths to be able to portray a certain hobby, a certain theme, a certain topic, but really make it so that it's like it's for you, and like it, it's it's heartwarming to see that you know I never gave a fuck about camping, but now I know that if I'm going camping, I know exactly what the fuck to pack in my bag. Exactly. So it is even like food, like Shogeki no Soma, or I think there's like a tons of those food. Oriented oh, dude, anime and manga yeah, 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 yeah. that really teach you like oh the they go from like oh the different sense of taste but then they explain why this dish is made this way and why it's awesome and whatever and creative and stuff and I, I I'm okay at cooking but not as good as Will for example so thank you I think it's also like when you're watching like IRL cooking stuff right especially oh, I learned about the baking speaking of which yeah, yeah sorry yeah, yeah. go on so like for example if you're talking like or watching uh, instructionals from like um, from Yum or like uh, no 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 Tasty that's what it's like, like from the, the Tasty YouTube channel or you're talking about like we're looking at Gordon Ramsay teach you how to make a Sunday roast or Jamie Oliver teach you how to make fish and chips you know it's like I get that it's supposed to be entertaining and, and, and but you're entertained by the person itself not necessarily what the food is being made yeah it looks great in the end but like. What else? That that's the whole purpose. When you're watching Shogeki, no Shogeki, like you can like see passion. You can see the amount of excitement and enjoyment that people get out of the cooking. And sometimes, whenever I watch like IRL, like food dramas, especially a lot of the Korean ones or Chef's Table, I like a lot. It's it, I think the purpose of these kind of shows is more on the entertainment side as opposed to the education true, side. True, true, true. No, for sure. There is definitely a heavy emphasis on the entertainment, but like you do get quite a few things. Like, for example, when they're doing their cooking challenges and they show you a new way of cooking a specific product. Okay, I'm just going to yeah? take this out because it's fucking stuck. Go it's, on, go it's, on, sorry. It's wonderful. I mean, like, just, just from, like, being able to see someone fillet a duck. Or being able to debone a fish, or like, a certain monkfish. Yeah, that was oh, that was such a good episode. That was a great. That episode. was a really good episode. How's that strawberry milkshake, by the way? Sorry for the little. Yeah, crinkling sorry for the crinkling. It was stuck in the bag. But uh, was it Yaki Tate Japan? Yeah, that show taught me about baking. Legit, like I did not know a single thing about baking, and then all of a sudden in university, I was known within my friend group to be the baker, and I would bake cookies and brownies and fucking everything. I think my uh, cookie dough cupcakes was like my cookie best. dough cupcakes. Yep. Why haven't I had any of those yet? Because I don't have a really good oven and equipment, so I it kinda, is, it I sold is, it. It is easier to bake stuff in America than it is in Hong Kong. Uh, pro tip: uh, it uses the concept of xiaolongbao. That's how you make the cookie dough in the cupcake. So a lot of gelatin. No, uh, frozen. Okay, that's but, how it works. But that's yeah, yeah. xiaolongbao. You have gelatin in your stock. That's and, how it's that's how it holds its shape, and when it gets heated, it melts. Yeah, and and for um cookie dough cupcakes, you don't you want the cookie dough to be mushy, but if you bake it, it 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 gets baked. But if you froze it, it's easier. Sorry, really random tangent. 
but Yakita Japan taught you that, or at least it it it, it inspired you to at yes. least go ahead and like bake more. Yes, it definitely inspired me. I didn't know that like yeast is that important. I knew it was like, you know, like uh, what was it? Uh, there's different kinds of yeast as well. Yeah, and when you there's like the extended release yeast, there's like instant yeast. And this is like my teenage years when I'm like, why are you like just putting that piece of dough in a in a bowl and waiting like I don't know one hour. And I didn't even know, like... Oh, there's also, like, different ways of preparing your yeast. Like, where do you add salt to the water? Where do you add honey to the water? Where do you add agave or Yeah, it's, like, cultures. Like, I, I had no idea, dude. So, just the amount of YouTube videos there are in terms of how to make sourdough is fucking crazy. And, like, Yakita Japan packs it all together in a neat 50-year-odd episode series. Like, I, I fucking love Yakita Japan. But going back to personal useful things that I've learned is... My God, weebs love to debate shit. There's so many tier lists. There's so many this versus that. I mean, we're not even talking about, like, death battles between, like, oh, would Goku totally beat, like, Luffy from One Piece? As like, that's, like, we're not, like, really going into that. Like, we, I don't want to because it's a very toxic, toxic fan base. But, yeah, like, you, you nonstop see Ranker, CBR, Anime News Network, r slash reddit anything just put in put things into a into a a spreadsheet of today this is the best anime or like what are the top 10 waifus of this generation you see that's right because i did not know how fierce the debate for 2d waifus and sub versus dub until i got into anime and manga like my god that is a fierce battlefield where people die everywhere casualties all over the place by the way, a uh, sub is better than dub unless if it's Cowboy Bebop or Ghost Stories or Mononoke. Or what supersedes everything is just read the manga, dude. Oh, Master Race? <laughs> Fuck. No, 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 dude. You got to read the light novel. You got to oh, read the yeah. light novel. And in then, Japanese. In Japanese. Yeah. No, on uh, the Naru server. You got to read yes. it there. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so but back on the, the, okay, the waifu thing is fucking crazy because whilst i do have certain characters i like and i would put them in like best girl best boy categories it's not something i would ever use as a point of discussion or argument for my own purposes if it's like for a podcast or if it's just like a general thing that friends talk about sure but it's not like it's not like i will die by yeah my waifu i think albedo is an awesome character and is my waifu but i am not going to all of a sudden fight someone because they thinks you know Oh, the the girl from Rent a Girlfriend is better. I'm like Jesus Christ. At that point, you're splitting hairs, or it's subjective, right? Except when a Hatsune Miku fan decides to marry Hatsune Miku or some anime character in Japan in real life. You know, you you, you heard that story, right? Yeah, I did. So, look, the last thing that I will say in regards to things that I've learned from anime and manga that is useful is finally, anime studios. Now, I don't know if Will subscribes to this belief, but for live action, for example, I don't care if it's done by Universal, Warner Brothers, or Sony. But if you tell me that KyoAni is doing an anime, I don't even need to think. I'll just be like, I'm on board. You full table? Fuck yeah, let's go. I don't even care what's it about or what they're adapting, if it's anime original or not. Trigger? Same thing. So, to me, the staff, of course, is important, for sure. Watanabe, uh, Satoshi Kon... Yuasa, Hosoda, Shinkai, they're all important. Voice actors. Voice actresses, you know. Kanahana, of of many things, yeah. Uh, Maya Sakamoto, who did the... I love Maya. Yeah, she's awesome. 
and she's a singer too. Nana Mitsuki, I think, is another very well-known voice actress. I care actually more. Suda. Suda. Suda-san. You got to give him props. But I actually do care more about the studio. At least more so than live action and just in general. Because to me, studios matter way more as an anime and uh, enthusiast, basically. Not that I agree or disagree. I, I think I have like a different pivot to it, in which for me, it doesn't necessarily matter as much to me now which studio produces something because we've seen many times now that a trash quote-unquote studio like has known to drop stinkers can all of a sudden come up with like a banger. And you proved that to me once. Akudama Drive with Studio Piero is yeah. a good example. OLM recently with their like with summertime Autaxi. rendering, Autaxi homie can't communicate like then you also have legends in the game like what studio drop very kind of mid shows right like i mean bubble wasn't that great it sounded great on paper yeah Um, uh great 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 pretender you didn't vibe with it yeah i didn't right so it's i think like going for of course when you see like the studio it carries a lot of weight like of course you're not going to say no to a different production show or to a ufo table show but you know different productions have had mistakes before ufo table less so but like they're like a gold standard kind of hard to find anything bad with their catalog like Trigger I re- does good stuff too but they have had you know a couple of not so great things like infernal cop i think right yeah but like then you also have stuff like Le Deuce, right you have stuff like olm like passione and like let's not even forget right like studio dean there was a period of time when when they did higurashi and it was dope, right? They did, they, they, yeah. They, they, they actually, they can good, make good stuff. They can make good stuff. Of course, like the 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 general story now is if you see Studio Dean run away from it, but of course it's because of the infamy that is the first iteration of Fate Stay Night. But you know they have made good stuff. Um, and f- following that particular train of thought as well, whenever you see scores on my anime list particularly when it comes to rankings and not popularity rankings it's not always indicative of what kind of enjoyment you get out of a show there have been many times i've watched something that was a proclaimed like strong eight potential nine and you mean been, like made in abyss yeah being in abyss is garbage re-zero is garbage and this, these are my opinions it's not reflective of anybody else who watches that stuff but i'm sure that there is enough people they're also on my side and thinking that fucking like Subaru from fucking ReZero is garbage. I think like Sinful Gear is one of the best anime series of all time and people think I'm crazy. So, you know, I fucking love Ultraman, but it's a 6.42 or whatever it is on my anime list. I'm still going to watch it. I mean, even within this season and even before the break, we talked about Shield Hero season two ranking the way they did or Shikimori isn't just a cutie ranking the way they did. And having it potentially, our theory is, influenced at least in some part due to Dress Up Darling, which in a like in a in many ways is nothing related to each other whatsoever. But because of fan expectations, or I think like Violet Evergarden, even before it premiered, was ranked within the top one hundred when no one even watched a single fucking episode. Then all yeah. of a sudden, you know, stabilized, right? No, or like that's 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 not that's not like, you know, be completely like saints here and say oh we like we consider every anime a possible watch like no there have been times that jason and i would see a score whether it's like a low seven or a low eight and be like hmm 
don't know about that, right? We we are culprits to that, but at the same time, because it's the most salient thing. There literally is a tangible score in front of you, but you also have to remember that this is all community driven. Not everybody's going to have the same opinion. Therefore, these numbers can fluctuate any moment. I mean, there was a period of time when uh, the final season of uh, Fruits Basket was skyrocketing. And then they had to stop it because it was going too high. So then people from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood or or Death Note or um, yeah. Attack on Titan had to be voted higher. So then it stays the number one spot. And, like- and then you have fans slowly dra- I mean, like, for, for a long, long time, Brotherhood was holding steady at the 9.21. It is now a 9.16. And it only happened during Fruits Basket Week. That's what happened to the score. And yeah, again, you have fans who are passionate about the things they like or very passionate about how much they hate certain things. Therefore, they will try to have some impact on the representation of a, of a, of a series. Don't always let that sway you though in the end it is up to you to develop your own opinion about something if you were always curious about a show that was like a 7.2 or it's like you were really disappointed by an 8.5 don't let the 8.5 sway you and say no it really is an 8 no if you feel that an 8.5 show should be a 6 just like how jason at the time gave um <laughs> devils of hard time or a 6 um hey like what the fuck ever right it's not a hot take if, if 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 you're the only one seeing things through your own eyes. Uh, it's a solo take, is what it is. Yeah. Another thing, though, I learned from anime that I think is actually quite important, even applying to pretty much anything, is the three-episode rule, or at least the concept of three-episode rule, which is if you watch one episode, that is not enough to judge its quality. We embody that sentiment when we do our seasonal premieres because we want to have several episodes, so we wait several weeks before the first premiere happens so then we have a better idea and trust I, me I, I broke that once in the past season tomodachi game i just watched one episode it's like nah this is not for me and but generally everything else i've watched at least three episodes yeah you're right but it does go to show that like we don't apply the rules to everything right and sometimes it's a mixture right but the three episode rule at least embodies the concept that hey if something doesn't like vibe well with you for like one episode Give it a couple more so at least an arc is covered. So then you can have a better judgment of the quality of the show. And I have to be honest, for example, Ryman's Club, the first episode I thought was fucking fantastic. And then it now is a show that I dropped and don't give a shit about anymore. I mean, I've also had Tacked Up Destiny, right? After the first episode. Amazing. Third episode, not bad. Everything else afterwards, train wreck. So sad. All right. I think I have two more things I do want to talk about. All right, let's go. Um, One of which actually is um, very, very straightforward. Um, Just like how Jason was saying, if you see certain studios, chances are it carries a level of importance. Um, That's not always the case, but, you know, it's not a hard thing to do whenever you see Ufotable or you see Wit or Mappa and you expect some bangers. One thing that is 99.99% guaranteed, though, is whenever you're watching a production and the music composer is Sawano. My dude. My dude. The feels will always have. Despite how eh Bubble was, the music was just fucking incredible. I feel, Will, this is also the time where we have to acknowledge the Hong Kong division of the Kevin Penkin fan club. Mr. Penkin. Kevin. My we, dude. We salute you. We salute you. Uh contact us you you're you're mad talented dude like yeah you see you see Sawano 
right? Uh, you Yuki, see Yoko, Yoko Kano as well? Yoko Kano. I think uh, Yuki Hayashi, who did the, you know, Run With The Wind and uh, My Hero Academia soundtrack. Run, what was the one? Uh, you Say Run. You Say Run, yeah. That track is memed so hard, but it's so good, too. Like, crazy, man. And anytime you just, all you have to do is just play AOT soundtrack. Not the openings, like the actual orchestral pieces that Sawano does. Fucking amazing. All fucking right. great. What's the last thing you want to touch on? This one's controversial, but I know, it. I know, I, I know. If you guys mm-hmm. don't do it, then like, there's something wrong with you. Um, Netflix's function of skipping intros and going straight to the next episode to skip uh, EDs, fucking perfect. Savage. It's fucking fun. savage. What else do you gain from watching the same OP over and over and over? It's just fun. It's like a ritual. The only time where it is important, though, is when you're watching Erased. There may be something else, too, but I'm going to stand by it. If you have the option to skip an OP you've already watched, skip it. If you don't care about the ED, skip it. You save three minutes. Three minutes in a day per episode. You know that you know? You 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 skip five EPs and five 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 OPs and five EPs. That's enough time to watch another episode of anime. It's fucking perfect. Yeah, it's 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 all time management, right? You only have you you have the same amount of time every day. Yeah, same thing with playback speed. You put it over one point oh time. Yeah, that's right? fine, yeah. Fucking a what, I mean, I'm watching more anime. I'm able to finish look, look, one that series and then go to look, the next one. You are one, watching so. more anime. That's a fact, right? Like, the, I, I can't argue with you on that. Yeah. But that's a life lesson for me. Fucking savage. Perfect. Savage. Hey, man, when you can hack the system, right? So we have gone over a bunch of useful stuff that we learned from anime, whether it is personal beliefs or attitudes or just straight up education and information overload, you know, learning about new things yeah full full disclaimer skipping intro next episode and 1.5 times speed buttons uh, this is all just on me like, yeah don't do this to yourself if you really enjoy watching your ops and watching stuff at a normal speed but hey if you do want to watch 10 episodes in two hours why not try it you but can we'll... watch a whole curve of anime in 10 hours in two, two hours so we talked about the good stuff. Let's talk about the stupid stuff. Back onto the whole Fate Stay Night, when people get killed, they die thing. Yeah. Like, Let, this let's is, talk about this, useless life lessons we learned from this anime. Is, this is it. This is the when people get killed, they die segments. Because just as much as we've seen inspirational, educational, and very fulfilling series that give you meaning to life, that give you understanding of sport, that give you a purpose and a hobby. There are also times in anime and manga where you just slap your forehead on the table and wonder, why the fuck did he even say that? What purpose does this thing serve? Here's a good example. Truck-kun. To the point where Wikipedia on April Fool's Day, April 1st of this year, decided to also get in on the joke. You know, uh, for those who don't know... Uh, truck. Oh, first of all, if you don't know, what the fuck are you doing? How do you not know about Truck-kun in the world of Isekai? Unless you like, so, like swear to never watch Isekai. Or maybe you're a new listener, in which case, thank you for listening, and you're not sure about what Truck-kun is. Let you me totally watch ReZero. You should totally watch a bunch of Isekai. That is not zero, ReZero. <laughs> uh, ReZero is zero, you know? Yeah, it's, it, it is the null, it's null, right? So, it is the void. Truck-kun is basically a truck that is well known for racking up a bunch of kills of main characters in anime and manga. It is undefeated in the kill streak. And therefore have transported them to other worlds using the isekai formula. Now, this is complete, pure 
entertainment, the number one trope of the isekai genre, anything else that comes with it does not even compare to Truck-kun, right? So whilst it is, of course, purely entertaining to see this shit because, you know, it happens and people like watching these kind of things in, in isekais, um, it, it, it serves no purpose in real life whatsoever because it is the exact same thing that we don't want to see in real life. I mean, I learned it through anime and manga, it, but it's the most useless shit that doesn't apply to real life. And also don't follow that ever. Do not. Do not. We, there, there are certain things where you just see and you should immediately know, or if not, teach the younger siblings or the younger folks that this is absolutely not something you want I to I can't do. believe you said younger. This is a good segue. Because another thing that I learned from anime and manga that is completely useless is just because a character looks a certain way does not mean that their quote-unquote age is... I thought you were going to go a different direction. Oh, no. Well, you thought I was going to go. Uh, I thought, for example, that you're just because you're rooted by blood. Okay, that too. Okay, yeah. let, 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 let's do one at a time, but we'll do it back to back. When uh, I look, it doesn't apply. Actually, no, to... yours is also pretty fucked up too. Yeah, because all of a sudden, hey, Lolly, like Fox Girl from whatever, is several thousand years old. Yet, like, there's like a meme, right, where there's like these different pictures of these different people. It's like, yeah. oh, uh, Alfonso is like a, a guy. Oh, the guy, the Girl, girl from Steins Gate is actually a guy. Oh, 3,000 years old. This person that is looks like a grown adult is three years old or zero years old. And then 10,000 years old is like the girl from Monogatari Shinobu. Like, I mean, there's also the case of Higahiro, right? What was the other one? That the, 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 the one that really, really irked you um, that was also like an age gap romance kind of thing. But like it came out like, either the same season or the season after. Oh, Koi Kimo? Ko- Koi Kimo, yeah. Yeah, but that was less of a problem with age and more of the conduct of the dude. Yeah, but it's still, even then though, right? The, the portrayal of like a young, mature looking adult that actually turns out to be a husband. The middle school or high school? High school. Okay. So, yeah, so. that speaking of high school, uh, before we get into uh, the Relay by Blood whatever thing, the high school thing is kind of tough because anime loves high school. We've talked about it in our episode number 16, why high school is so important in Japanese culture and anime and manga. So a lot of focus is placed on this high school period. Yeah. And But during these animes and mangas, they do some pretty sketchy shit that if you think about it, Kind of fucked up, dude. None more than prison school, right? But it's true. Like I think it's just like it's the perception of school, particularly high school in Japan, that is like a, a complete inverse of what you would expect from like a Western school experience, like in America, in Canada, in the UK, or wherever it was. I went to a British school system, and then I also then had friends who went to an American school system. Yeah, high schools don't necessarily translate to being the best of times. Okay. Since we're on the topic of schools, I keep putting off the the other thing you said. In anime and manga, school student councils is like the pinnacle of admiration and talent and gusto and whatever. Like Kaguya-sama? Like, like, like Kagegurui? Like like so many of these shows, right? You can go on and on and on. It's, it's like it actually means something to be the class person. Now, I mean, in real life, it does, but like this is like at the point where like you are bigger than the school, right? You are the school. Like uh, Kaguya-sama, love is war. The the student council has crazy amounts of power and leverage. 
in real life, I mean, I don't want to put down anybody, but my experiences with student councils are like very negative, kind of whatever. Because they try to cut your budgets for stuff. They or, try and ruin your fun. Or it doesn't matter to me. Like it, it, They're just like a whatever thing. I know that there are a bunch of people that are very invested and cares a lot about you know, being a representative of the school. And I'm not dissing that. I'm just telling you that from my perspective, I it, it wasn't even on my radar. I didn't care about student councils, but in these animes and mangas, it's like the most important thing. It's like walking the hallways for inspection purposes and everyone swooning over you or admiring you. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, these are not useless in general. These are useless for me, for Jason. Because it just it wasn't something that we experienced when we were in high school, and it's also something that we still hold to this point where, okay, it's cool that you were class president, but at the same time, like I wouldn't hold you at God status, right? I wouldn't have you so high that like even the president or the principal of your school is like this is the defining shining lights that represents our academy and we should all aspire to be this person like no come on man like let's, let's calm down right steady um bringing back onto the age no thing. no no sweet home alabama yes. okay there we go right so thank you for that little nice segue um yeah um y- y- yeah I- I'm, I'm, just... I'm just I don't understand okay. why there's so much incest or like brother love, sister love, family like, love. Like siscon, brocon is a real thing in anime and manga where you're obsessed about your older sibling to the point that you would. It goes beyond obsession. It, it's like love, but like yandere levels of love and uh, unhealthy obsession. And obviously, like nowadays in certain pornographic content that kind of trend is very popular now it wasn't before so i guess good on you japan for starting the trend or being cool before it was cool we talk like for example like there's a lot of like incest moments in western western like shows as well i mean no further than game of thrones right? right but like it's still portrayed as taboo and it's also because of the fact that the material of game of thrones is fucked up in general yeah. so, so having a little bit of incest is not going to make anything worse or better it's just it's that's the that's the level we're working with this is how prevalent uh familial bonds or blood related or not or incest relationships impact anime and manga a recent anime that's airing right now is called a couple of cuckoos it is just a harm show nothing important there is a sister who kind of loves her older brother and everything was fine until she finds out that they're not related by blood. And there's literally this moment in the show and in the manga, which I read the first volume, where it's just making it very obvious and pronounced that, like, oh, shit, we're not related by blood. Hell yeah. She doesn't say that, but it's it, basically, right? You, you can't like, get any other just then. This is this is an incest turned faux-cest, but still what the hell is going on kind of situation. And then there is, like, domestic girlfriend, right? Nothing to say bad about it. Oh, dude, I fucking love it. But, I, but I'm, those I'm, relation- still, I'm still first to acknowledge that it is a very fucked up premise, too. And then, okay, if they're stepbrothers or stepsisters or step-siblings or not related by blood, fine. That's that's already sketchy, but at least, like, fine. The, the incest thing is, like, pseudo, right? But there are animes that are straight up actually, like... 
oh, the fact that we're related by blood means that our bond is deeper than fucking anything else. Therefore, like, I'm going to fuck literally, the shit out of you. Literally fucking anything else. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, uh, okay, look, right? Like, these kinds of taboo topics and subjects, they're rampant in other genres and other mediums, too. But because we're talking about anime and manga, we still have to highlight it anyway. And it's it's really prevalent comparatively to other forms of media, in my opinion. You can you can throw a stick at any harem or romance and have it something to do with brocon, ciscon, or ancestral relationships. It is the most useless shit ever that I learned, but it is a thing that I have gained from reading or watching all of this stuff. Okay, well, actually, yeah, no, now, now that's pretty interesting that you then started talking about harems and romance because let's talk about harems man the well remember a while ago you told me like oh this person is so dense that they make a gravity well and sucks in all like the romance and love interest apparently the more normal slash unaccomplished slash lazy slash ugly or plain looking you are the more girls will be attracted to you and also not just any girl it's a girl of every specific type yep. subgenre so you need you need what a yandere kudere tsundere yeah cat girl you need a cat girl you need a dere dere but need, the, the dere is never like the main one you she's, need, she's always the side because yeah. she because you know no matter what you do she's going to be there for you you need um a girl with her one of her eyes is being covered by her bangs you need a teacher you need a teacher yes Maybe the mom, maybe. No, well, it depends on what if it's if if it's no, their it's mom. the mom's girlfriend. That's the yeah. one because he comes over to visit the girlfriend or the love interest, but then the mom gets in on it. Like fuck, dude! Like Jesus Christ! It's also gotta be one of your friend's sisters. Um, unfortunately, like age or not, like it doesn't matter. It's anime and manga. They'll and there make is, it like, work somehow. And the fucking thing is, there are tags or definitions that define specific combinations of. Bullshit that I didn't even know existed until I knew that they existed. Look, it's it's all fun and games, right? In the end, we're talking about a fictional bit of like it's it's anime. It's An- yeah, it's, and it's, it's animated, it's right? It's, it's cartoons, it's comics, it's whatever. This is all just make believe bullshit, and you should just have fun with it. But you can't ignore the fact that there is going to be people that look at this and be like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm a useless piece of shit too." I'm going to get all these girls swooning over me as well. When in reality, no, like, that's just not how things work. Hey, you don't all of a sudden roll up to a school being the most bland and normal person there is and expect that every girl in that school is going to have some attraction to you, some more than others, some more intense than others. Speaking of intense love, let me just say that it is hard to ignore the dare type of tsundere in anime and manga. Okay. I, I like okay, like okay, the like okay. the okay yeah yeah. yeah give me a minute because yeah. I have a lot to say about sure this sure too, sure because as much as I like tsundere's, I like them to an extent because they, they they serve a purpose which is the comedic factor, right? But when you talk about tsundere's like and actually analyze their purpose, they're the worst human beings there are beyond, of course, yandere's. There's a difference there, but like. It's torture. It is they're, mental they're, they're, abuse. They're pieces of shit. Imagine like your love interest comes up to you and just punches you in the face. But that's like bugger spits on you. But they turn around and say, "I actually really love that person." It's like, well, then why don't you just show me that you actually love me? Why do you? Why do you have to like publicly humiliate me? And beating up 
your crush or whatever is the most unhealthiest way to form any sort of genuine love. But apparently it is, not apparently, it is a trope and a staple in anime and manga. It's, it's one of those, because it takes it to the extreme where, where it's like when you're young and you're dumb, especially when, like, in your younger years where it's like, oh, when you tease a girl, you really, it really means you're interested yeah. in her. Or like, the, oh, you're playing hard to get, right? Yeah. Like, I like that is real. Like in real life, people you, you, do that. You get that. And that's okay. But, but this is like the extreme of it where it's like, we're not playing hard to get. I'm literally building a wall in front of you. If you step even one foot towards my wall, I'm going to deck you. Or like, hey, uh, oh, Here's your Christmas present. Oh, thanks, whatever. I'm going to throw it in the bin. And then the main character feels bummed out, leaves the classroom or wherever it is. And then she picks up the present, opens it, and bees like, oh, my God, I'm so in love or whatever. Like, my dude, don't do not do that. That's mental abuse or, or, like, manipulation or whatever, right? Like, that's fucked up, man. It's, it's so sad that, like... We we have so many sundares in anime. I really manga, hate sundares, dude. Right? Like, we, it, but it's like, of of course, it's like. But the thing is, right? Like, I would argue that, like, in the end, the perception of a sundare is better than a kudare, because sundares are a lot more overt with their affection, whereas kudares are cold and shut off, and it takes a lot to warm up their cold, cold heart. When in reality, both you and I would agree that there's a lot more warmth that comes from a, a kudare's love. Than a sundere is because at the very least a kudere is not going to humiliate you they're not going to call you a sack of shit they were just closed off to begin with because why the fuck am i going to open up to a stranger that all of a sudden said they like me right sundere's on the other hand it's because they're always warm colors there's always like some sort of like spunkiness to them right there's a lot there's a level where it's like you see them and it's like oh that's a sundere they're going to be the total love interest because they're very very loud and outspoken Right? But the Kudere or the Dandere is left by the wayside until until they come up and have their power-up moment and showcase why they should be waifu number one in that particular series. I agree. I like Kudere's a lot more than Sundere's IRL. In terms of entertainment purposes, yeah, I have to admit, I do like my Sundere's. But it, it's, it's, it, we're talking about how to translate the experience of watching a Sundere and applying it to the disciplines of starting a relationship, showing affection in real life. Because I hate to break it to some of you, but in an anime and manga, if someone punches you and says you're an idiot, sure, maybe they're playing hard to get or passive-aggressive or what they, they love you. They absolutely love you. In real life, if you were to, if someone were to punch you and say you're a fucking idiot, that does not mean you should go and pursue this person. If, if anything, you should... If anything, you, how the you, fuck you, did you get in this position in the you, first you should, place? You should get a restraining order on yeah, them. Yeah, bro, you should, you should not go near them because for them to actually punch you and call you a fucking idiot, you must have done something or there's something up with the other person. Like, don't do that. Lesson learned here. Physical abuse and emotional damage are not representative of love and affection. Uh, lack of. It's the lack of love, really. It is, it is. It is. It represents everything that is not love, but pure hatred, pure vitriol. But a form of love will is friendships, this brotherhoods. Is, this is, like, the, the heart one to talk about because, like, let's be real, right? Like, it, it, it definitely helps when you have, like, camaraderie with people around you and building up that kind of relationship but like in particular the shonen yeah it, it's exactly it's, it's, it's way too fucking extreme yeah man oh what was it um what what's the sand guy in naruto his name gara gara right when when there was a moment where gara let's say is 
imminently in danger. And then Naruto basically wishes something and then, hey, happy ending. That's not how real life works, my dude. Like, you can try, but that's not going to work. I'm sorry. You need to seek medical attention in real life if that happens, right? Imagine like, you're in, like, a, a tournament for, like, tennis and you're with your and, and you're, you're doing pairs right you're doing doubles and you're 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 down match point the other team's got the ball you look at your teammate and say don't worry you're my best friend we got this you're gonna fucking lose you're not gonna <laughs> well why are you trying to look at your friend and say that oh give me that handshake and let's have that bro moment no no dude that's not how it fucking works you gotta be ruthless on the court you gotta be dedicated to what you're doing you can't just say all of a sudden oh the power of friendship's gonna get us through this trial tribulation no it's not gonna do that i'm sorry speaking of naruto uh the louder you are does not mean you are more powerful or more effective when you climb up to the tower the highest point of your ninja shinobu village and claim and proclaim to the world that you are gonna be the next hokage or you know you will make something of yourself yeah, you can you can replicate that scene. Don't do that. People will call you out for noise complaints. Or, uh, or, 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 or you ever watch Black Clover? I mean, I kind of did. So, so Asta, right? Uh, yeah, I know. The, the kid oh my has, god, yeah, is the so the, fucking loud, the loudest motherfucker there is in Shonen. Oh, also about Asta in the very beginning, he's like in an orphanage or some sort of church. There's like a nun that uh, a sister that uh. Asta really likes, right? And he sort of says, like, oh, I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you. And in real life, the, I mean, the nun was like, hey, oh, that's cool. I love you too. What well, you know? And I'm sure that kind of interaction, at least the words, are the same. But, bro, like, calm the fuck down. Yeah. The whole the whole Naruto thing, I, I hate to go back to it, but it, 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 that's like the pinnacle of the loud shonen MC that, like, we just need to talk about. Because, like, as much as, like, I love his backstory – it's tragic as fuck, and that's why you want to see him succeed. I don't want people to be like, oh, he's loud because he's rambunctious and he's like immature and spunky. And he just wants to be the best. That's why he wants everyone to know who he is. Like, no. When he starts shouting, I want him to shut the fuck up. At that point, I'm like, yeah, I don't want you to be Hokage because if you're leading my city, you're leading my country, fuck, dude. The loudest ones are always the weirdest ones. Now, does that mean that you shouldn't be loud or at least be, you know, very uh gusto and energetic no, no, no i'm not saying that i'm just saying that the 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 shtick the trope of you know everyone's meeting for the first time during college orientation and then you put your foot on the desk and proclaim that you will be number I'm one i'm gonna be the number one i'm gonna find the one piece i'm gonna be the best shinigami there is everyone will look at you in real life and then go back to their phones or conversations and think please, you're a fucking please, weirdo please get off the table your shoes are dirty please, please oh also <laughs> if you think sasuke is cool which he is in real life that emo kind of style doesn't jive well yeah, well, mm, I mean, that, look, that one's not as no, no, no. I'm not talking about like your gothic alternative oh, look, being that, like cold and shutting people off. Exactly you. right, like the aesthetic look of you know gothic or lolitas or like looking very quote unquote emo. I'm not mad or like against that at all. If that's your aesthetic or your style, unfortunately, it's so celebrated in the world of memes and internet culture. Yeah, and and that's like another conversation for another day. But being cold hearted, similar to like tsundere, right? When you close people off, at some point, no one is going to care. Even your friends and family will give up at some point. Or maybe they won't, in which case then you should hold those friends and family very close to you because they give a lot of shits and care about you. But at some point, people will just give up. I mean, Fruits Basket, dude. 
right? Like, if you're going to be a bitch to people, yeah, people are going to be a bitch to you. It's 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 just it's Newton's law, man. Wait, For, it, you give me bullshit. Okay, okay, I, okay. I, I see, I see. Because I okay, you leave me the fuck alone. I leave you the fuck alone. You mean equal and opposite reaction? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Right. If you try and start shit with me, I'm gonna push back and give you the equal amount of shit too. That's just how it is, right? If you can't handle the heat, get out of the kitchen. So, I mean. So we talked about like useless life lessons in anime, right? Like genre specific. Have you learned anything that is useless? I mean, actually, we did talk about. We kind of mixed the two, to be honest. To be right? fair, with useless, it, what it teaches you is to not do that very thing it's saying. That's basically like what I would have gained from the useless shit from Look, anime. I understand that, and nowadays it's very easy for me to know. But when I'm a teenager, when I'm a kid, watching Dragon Ball. And powering up for like three episode lengths and then dropping a spirit bomb. I kid you not, I'm gonna out myself with this. At one point, at a you know, fighting a bully growing up, I did the fucking cringe ass, stupid ass, embarrassing charge up like Dragon Ball Z as if like it would make a fucking difference. And I got fucking punched in the face pretty badly, like thinking I'm hot shit when I'm not. Damn, that took a pretty depressing turn. Yeah, it took a fucking depressing turn. But that was the most useless shit that apparently Dragon Ball taught me that was not helpful whatsoever. You just didn't Kamehameha enough. You just didn't do it loud enough. That's it. You didn't channel the, uh, you know, your, your, your yearning of getting all the Dragon Balls. Oh, I I, I, I need to summon fire because, you know, Chinobio, right? Actually, you know what? That's a very good... Chinobio? 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 Uh, eighth grade syndrome. I had traits of that. I don't know. I mean, not like full on crazy, but I did some cringy things like when I was a kid, like fucking like stupid shit. <sighs> yeah. But I mean, you learn from it, right? You learn from it and then you, you know, not to repeat it. Or at least if you are going to do it, you'll know that you're going to be drawing relatively negative or adverse re and re reactions from it. Um, yeah, life's a journey. You just keep on learning. And thankfully, anime and manga keep t teaching us what's good, what's not, and everything in between. All so, right. So I think now, actually, would be a good time to maybe it, – it's weird. It, it's Because usually we have like a recommendation section. I actually think we should recommend only one thing, yeah, and I'm cool. sure you know what I'm going to recommend. Us. Yeah. I think one thing is it's like it's, it's, it's hard to recommend like a show that is about life lessons. We can, t we can recommend shows that – like have a lot of lessons but we've already gone over a lot of them right like haikyuu and yuru camp place for the universe aria yeah but there is actually one anime that premiered recently that will and i gave no shits about it then ranked super high on my anime list i know we say that scores don't matter but at least it went like an 8.34 or something it, enough to get your attention right? right it is on netflix of all things a 10 episode ona by Leiden Films, called Kotaro Lives Alone. Yeah, based on the manga of the same name uh, by Mami. Yeah, literally Mami Sumura. Uh, and uh, yeah, it started running exclusively on Netflix about two months ago. Uh, now, originally, I think it started off. Well, besides the manga, the adaptation at first was not a anime, but actually a live action, and that was on Netflix for a couple of months before this one came out. And then, so I already knew. 
what it was all about because um, I've had friends who've watched the live action. And I, had was no, chill. I had no idea. Yeah, there was a live action for it. And then now it's like, wait, so they decided to make an anime for it? Like, surely this is just the same stuff, but just cartoon form, right? Like, no, no. It is a lot deeper and heavier than the live action. So Kotaro Lives Alone is about a kid called Kotaro who lives alone in an apartment complex. And it talks about his day-to-day life as a toddler, I mean, not toddler, but like, Toddler, he's four like a years kindergarten, old. right? He's four yeah. years old. That's a, that's that's a, that's toddler as can be. And you're not his, even like supposed to be going to school on your own. And his interactions with the different neighbors of this rundown apartment complex. So why is this show really good? I gave it a nine out of ten when I finished all ten episodes. Oh, and these episodes are like thirty minutes long. Yeah, they're 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 quite long. And the thing is, it's like it is a journey, like it is a life lesson journey every episode it does not hold back on the the harsh realities of what it means to to be a four-year-old boy in japan and when you when you hear that four-year-old boy talk about his life experiences to the adults around them for the people who they think they have their life together they then reflect and realize fuck dude i am depressed as shit i am not happy where i am i don't even know where i'm supposed to be i'm behind on my rent i'm not realizing my full potential but this kid seems to know everything about his life and it's very well put together at the age of four and the i guess life lessons that you learned are super literal and in many ways is so gut-wrenching in certain cases so heartbreaking and so real. I kept telling Will, it's like truth bombs everywhere. It, it teaches just... you about romance, about responsibility, about grief, about acceptance, about responsibility. Like, just being like, responsible for many different aspects of your life that you probably haven't really like paid much attention to. It talks about love. It talks about rejection, acceptance, p- parental love, or lack of parental love. Very much lack. Yeah. It, it's just so many life lessons, and they are you know, sort of in these skit formats to the point where it's like a new skit. And every time there are moments where I have to pause and be like, yeah, there are, there, this does come with a bit of a, not really a trigger warning, but more like, uh, this is a content warning where it's like, there are going to be points where maybe a certain episode is a bit too much. It's a bit, a little bit too real. For yeah. You. Like funny enough, an animated show that looks the way it does, which, by the way, doesn't look great. It looks very stilted. The eyes of the characters look kind of weird. And, like, for all intents and purposes, it should be a very mediocre anime, honestly. It looks so much like a 6 or a 7. It really initial does. Initial inspection. But then I watched it. And then... No, I'm sorry. Both of us watched it at some point. I watched the first episode. Yeah, you watched it first, And actually. I told you about it, and you're like, okay, like, what's, what's good about this? And you're like, mm, Then my sister messaged me from texas at three in the morning be like yo bro i know you do an anime podcast have you heard about this show called kotoro lives alone and i'm like yeah who gives a fuck and she's like dude i cried like three times and i'm just like you're fucking joking you're, right? you're joking i know you cry because it's so bad uh, right? my, my little sister i know you cry a lot but like come on wow. like, like this is only like no she, she she likes to cry a lot so yeah i don't know so Kotaro is the perfect thing to cry to then, I suppose. Yeah, and I was just like, that's just bullshit. Has and she then, watched Clanad? I think so. Has she watched Anahana? I think so. I mean, it's on Netflix, so she does. She's definitely watched Fruits Basket. Yes. Okay. 
she fought she watched it before we did. She was watching it as it was airing. So she oh, she's she's more that? on the ball than we are, bro. Oh, why did she do that to herself? Ugh. She watched it with her dogs. Oh, dude, you can't do that to your dogs. <laughs> I, yeah, dude, that's emotional damage for the dogs, dude. They're gonna look at it and be like, "All these animals in the zodiac have been so mistreated and all that." So, uh, yeah. Uh, back to Kotaro lives alone. This show is fucking li- I, fantastic. I, I am, I'm actually pretty down now. Fuck, like, no, no, I mean, in the sense that, like, thinking back on like the lessons from Kotaro, it's like, do I really have my life together? Look, I, the reason why Will are not sort of demonstrating why these life lessons are so impactful or emotional is because I want you listeners, if you want to take a chance and watch this amazing show. It really is amazing. Yeah, do not be swayed by the art quality. It, that 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 is like extremely secondary compared to the stories. I fell for that trap. I'm so glad I decided to, you know, take a closer look at it and it is just nonstop the amounts of like reassessment of my life priorities and values. And I know this sounds very melodramatic, but it at least gets me thinking about it, right? The conversations in my mind of how things should go, how things was, and how things will be, right? You know, it reminds me, in a way, of BoJack Horseman. Oh, fuck. Yes. Right? Because as much as it, there are the comedic like, Imagine parts, Beastars and Kotoro lives that alone. That actually would be really fucking good. I, I think, yeah. I, to be fair, though, the Beastars does touch on like certain like societal values and issues as well. But, all in like, the context of animals, too, yeah. of all things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like, Beastars is good, too. Uh, but for the purpose of today's episode... Please watch Kotaro. Even if there are going to be points where it's a bit too heavy for you, at the very least, you should at least see what it offers in terms of giving you an alternate perspective on something that might be very familiar for you. I think you need to watch more than the first episode because if I remember correctly, the, the last segment of the first episode is when the shit hits the fan in terms of truth bombs. That's when I realized that this show is not what it looks like. And then I kept watching, and then watching, and then watching. I think every couple of days you're like, "Have you watched the? Uh, you watched more Kataro? It's like, "No, I've, I'm on episode five. It's like, "Okay, you're not ready then." <laughs> you're, you're, oh, my dude, uh, come join us. Uh, we we have meetings every Monday night. We have, we have coffee and we donuts. have coffee and donuts. Hi, yeah. I'm Jason, and I watch Kotaro Lives Alone. Hi, Jason. Hi, hi. Oh God. I have. <laughs> it's okay. Like on, on on a real note, though, it it actually offers quite a lot of insight into familiar topics or the unknown that like you might be like, afraid to tackle. It should at least sort of give you a little more security that the thoughts, the negativities, the 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 fears that you may have, the stresses that you carry for yourself, um, they're not proprietary. Yourself, you're you're not alone in this. It really does give the feeling of not forcing it down your throat, but telling it alongside you to be like, hey, have you thought about this? Hey, like, you might not have your life together, but at the end of the day, like, everyone does not have their life together in some way. Like, And we have our own ways of coping. Or we have our own masks that we, or facades that we put up, you know? It is so philosophical. And it's, it's, it's really, really fucking It's deep. really good. And if they don't do a season two... I would be bummed, but it the first season ten episodes is already very good. 
very, very good. If they ever do second or third season, 100% on board. I don't give no fucks. I, I'm on board. I, I think, like, even though I'm halfway through Kotaro, I, I would... I'm very certain I'm giving it a nine. So you're not ready yet, I'm, huh? I'm, I'm, I just, dude, there's just some there's just some things in there that like I watched. I was like, this is this is heavy, but bro, uh, I I need to go out and maybe you know take a walk, really reflect on my life, and then reflect on Kotaro's life because damn, that kid, that kid, that kid, tough. All right, and that is the end of our episode of. Episode number 35. Man, the journey of emotions today is just fuck, dude. <laughs> we learned a bunch of stuff, whether it is useful or useless. Uh, anime and manga is here to stay and has taught us many things and many more to come. Absolutely. So you can always reach us through our email, gapallet at gmail.com. That's G-A-P-A-L-E-T-T-E at gmail.com. All lowercase, all one word. You can contact us on Twitter using the handle at palletgood. That's capital P and capital G, all one word. We have a Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash palletgood, capital, capital P, capital G, all one word. We have a Discord. We have a Mal Club. If you want an uh, invite, it's in the show description, or you can just email us. We'll give it to you, no problem. Music credits for this episode. Our intro music is No Cry by Fashion. Our break music is Be Right There by Omie. And our outro music is Future Vibes by Q. Our music was provided courtesy of epidemicsound.com. If you're interested in using Epidemic Sound as a service, we'll have a referral link that is provided in the show description. So, that's the end of that. But, Will, I think that uh, in two weeks' time, actually, we will be recording and releasing, you know, that coming Tuesday, our Season 3 finale, Episode number 36. So, you ready? I'm not, not right now. I think I've I mean, gone, you will be, right? I've gone through a wave of emotions today, and I kind of need to, you know collect myself again well, after thinking about those episodes of Kotaro. Well, you better pick it up fast because yeah, this dude, is I, not the only recording we're doing today. Yeah, boy. Like, I, we got we got work to do. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, I think it's a, a thing that I think we should do going forward, which after I say the show notes, tease the listeners a bit about what we're saying next episode or releasing next, next time. So, just to give everyone sort of a, a bit of background, I think this comes out on um, our regular schedule. And then the next week after that, we will be releasing our After Dark 9. And we're focusing on none other than Shinjiro Watanabe and the career analysis with his works. So if you like Bebop, you like Champloo, you like Kids on the Slope. It's going to be savage. It, there's going to be a lot of stuff to go through. Uh, there is also a spoiler alert for the episode finale. Uh, we will be drunk. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, we will be progressively drunk, oh, yeah. and you will join. You can join us while we drink, but please drink responsibility, and please be. We actually need to plan out what kind of what we'll be drinking, what, what sake. It's always getting. going a dry one and a sweet one. That's what we've been doing in the past. Yeah, we'll stick, we'll stick with the dry and sweet. Yeah, okay. I think that's a good idea. So we will be announcing our award winners for our categories. That Heavy emphasis on the winners because with the both of us, there are going to be certain categories that have more than one winner. It's 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 been a tough season in terms of picking a de facto winner. A hundred percent, and uh, we we make the show, so we give ourselves leeway. That's our rules, bro. Yep. So that is the end for me. And oh, Will, uh, you ready for the surprise segment? Oh, I I, I can I, I can be. I suppose I have no idea what to expect. So yeah, just hit me within two weeks' time. I'm excited. All right. So that's that's it for me. Signing off. All right. Catch you later. Peace. Peace.